Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Straight Up the Creator Cast. I'm here with a very, very special friend of mine. His name is Sam Woodhall. Will you please introduce yourself, Sam? Hi, I'm Sam Woodhall. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. uh, (laughs) I'm a video editor, motion graphics artist, uh, graphic designer, um, content creator, YouTuber, Twitch streamer. Like, I'm like everything. I'm a jack of all trades. But um, you might well know me for being the editor on the Alpha Gaming uh, YouTube channel. That's probably my main thing. I also do a lot of graphic designs for Twitch streamers and things like that. Um, but I mostly make YouTube videos and all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. I would dare say you're starting to become known for your own personal work more so than yeah, the work with Alpha that's Gaming. Been the, uh, that's been the, uh, what's it called, the goal for the past, I guess, half a year since, since mm-hmm. the start of the year. Well, it's been about nine months now, nearly, or ten months, nearly, that I've started kind of going on this uh, quest for, you know, kind of making my own independent name in the... Uh, in the content creation industry and content creation world so yeah so hopefully that's it's it is, it is going in that direction so when did when did you get started making we'll start kind of from the front and work backwards when did you start really making your own stuff this this with this new youtube channel of yours uh with a new channel oh gosh that was like 2019 january 2019 so over a year mm-hmm. about 18 months 20 months ago something like that um, that was like my first like get back into it kind of thing because mm-hmm. I had um, I'd, done, I'd been doing YouTube for a, a while before then got off the YouTube bandwagon to do uh, university and make uh, make money really mm-hmm. you know doing video production and video editing and that was going to be my main industry was like I was going to have my own video production company or have my own video editing post production house and that was going to be the uh, going to be the 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 kind of path I wanted to lead but things. Things took a different course. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would, and I decided to uh, to, to step off of that and um, and uh, chase a passion that I think that felt right for me in in a lot of ways, and just didn't you know you know feel like I was just trying to be something that I'm not. Even though I knew I knew the task squad, I knew I knew how to you know edit video, film video. I didn't like working for other people for doing. Sure. I didn't like doing business videos or client videos that were like, you know, this is our business, this is what we're doing, you know, and the company client video things. I didn't like doing those. Yeah, the corporate enjoy it. sterility, the corporate if you will. Side of things. It just yeah, it was very it was very sterile. Yeah, that was that's a great word for it. And like, it had a lack of emotion there. There was a lack of expression. In my work, uh, it felt very cut dry, cut paste dry kind of stuff, and I just didn't, um, I just didn't, I just didn't, didn't enjoy it for a long time, you know. So, what made you? So, I went down a rabbit hole the other day. Oh, here we go. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, here we go. Go on. I went to. Well, now I, I will talk about that. What you're thinking of later, but we. I went down on your Twitch channel and watched a few older mm-hmm. uh, clips from your Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. And there was a clip from this past December where somebody came into chat and you asked them, you said, did you find me through Alpha Gaming or did you find me through my own YouTube? Oh, yes. And they yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I found you for, through your YouTube. And you said, you are the mm-hmm. first person to ever come in and say that. You're the first person yeah. to ever come in from my YouTube. And you gave them a, you gave them like VIP or whatever. The VIP badge. Yeah. yeah now. Yeah. I think that's his name. Yeah. I think I know the, his name was Klutzy. I think his name was in the uh, in <laughs> chat. I still remember his name. Now you went from first person discovering you through your youtube in december essentially mm-hmm. to february you were a twitch partner 
Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So what is was that kind of an explosion? Was that kind of a steady thing? Was that a long time um, coming? What happened there? So I got very. It's a good little story. This is actually, and it's it's a very much a um, I guess a permission thing for most people that I'm going to talk about, and that is like I. So I started hitting the numbers for partner. Must have been around. When was it now? When was I in DreamHack last year? It was November. I applied at the end at the end of October, so I got it October. And so, October, November, yeah. So, remember at the end of end of end of October, I applied for partner. So I got it around October, October twentieth, I think something like that. And then a month later, uh, I got rejected from the, my first application of being partner. Um, but As I many do. Those numbers, yeah, I started in those numbers around August September time. And um, I just tipped over the 75 viewer mark um, and then applied straight away in October. So it was kind of a uh, a three-month period where I was, tr- you know, trying to push that partner period. And I had a severe, severe impact of my content from that point. I was like, I didn't post to YouTube as much. I wasn't posting uh, relevant content. I was just focusing on Health for Gaming and my Twitch channel. And... After a while, after I got rejected, and I was like, oh, damn, this is, you know, you know, I was like, dang, nabbit kind of thing. I was really, it was, you know, kicking myself about it all. Mm-hmm. I kind of made the actual decision of reducing my time on Twitch to focus on the YouTube content. And then about a month or two later, that was January. So by the end of February, I had reapplied. Now, when did I apply again? I applied in January. In January, so from December to January, I, I literally went full force into YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. And the second time I applied, I got it. Nice. Um, it was because I, was, I wasn't focused on the numbers at that point. I was like, I don't care about them. I actually haven't looked at my YouTube, my uh, Twitch numbers in four months. Jeez, I really? Don't what, not I once? Don't know, I don't know what my average viewership on Twitch is. I don't. Like, not even a clue. Um, not even remotely. I, I, I had a guess low 90 low 190s to high to, to medium 200s that kind of range just like, by just by know. gauging by chat activity from chat activity from wow. viewership so i'd say low one lowest 190 highest 220 maybe you're already uh, reinforcing you're already reinforcing something i think we both preach and that's uh focusing on value and focusing mm-hmm. on bringing i got the... so i got so narrow-minded on the twitch grind I call mm-hmm. it the grind because you're not, yep. you're not grinding anything, but we'll get into the end of the thing yeah. in a little bit. But like the idea that, um, like I need to get these numbers up, I need to get these numbers up, I need to get these numbers up, I need to focus on keeping chat engaged and to focus on keeping chat there. And it, it, it did worse for my my view, my viewership, my audience, my engagement than actually helping me out. If that makes sense. Did you have, did you have like your viewer count visible at that time? I yes I did, Ugh, and I yikes. kept looking at it, kept looking at it, and but then I, I went for a week where I turned it off, and then I turned it back on again, and I got left it on ever since. Like I, it was one of those things where I was like I got so nervous about it because I didn't want to be let down at the end of the stream thinking we didn't meet the average, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, all right, what do I do? I got to keep it on, you know? Yikes! And, and I had this I had this spreadsheet which is tracking my average viewership across <laughs> a week. <laughs> And like it was, it was saying right. If you get to to meet the average, you need to have these streams above fifty. Because I had a twenty-four hour stream where I averaged like two hundred viewers, and I was like, "This is incredible." Gotcha. So I did my, did my twenty-four hour view, twenty-four hour streams at two hundred viewers. I've done the twenty-four hour requirement on the hours now, 
All I need to do, all the 25 hours requirement, all I need to do now is make sure that my average is above 50. And I was always making sure my average is above 50 in wow. order to get the, to get the, to get the, uh, the achievement. But it didn't matter. And that mm -hmm. was me focusing on the numbers for so much that I neglected probably the most important part of, of growing on Twitch, which is not growing on Twitch, which yeah. is kind of weird. <laughs> so. it's, it's, about, it's about getting your name out there, which Twitch doesn't do. Absolutely. No, so. it doesn't. And yeah, it's it's a very um it's a great platform to connect with, but to be discovered on, it's it's very you know did it, it's, it's, it's down the drain. Did you think about streaming on YouTube at all during that time? Um no not really. Oh I've got some ice in my mouth. There we go. Um, <laughs> no, not really. I had this I I had my heart set on the purple check mark. Yeah. And I had this vision in my head of being this um, Twitch streamer that was a designer and an editor as well. And like, again, I got I got boxed in. I got closed up. My I got I had like blinders on, and I couldn't see anything else except for getting this check mark. And it really became an obsession, quite unhealthy obsession for a short period of time. And. YouTube wasn't even a consideration. I think I don't even think. No, I don't think Valkyrie or anyone like that or Courage JD didn't get signed to right um, YouTube at this point. I think Shredder just moved to Mixer. I think Ninja moved around yeah uh, at that time November before then. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, Shred, uh, Ninja moved before then, like November time. Then it was um, Shred was in uh, actually no, it might be Shred in November time, October time. Yeah, Ninja before them, and then Valkyrie and Courage moved at the beginning or the early part of January mm -hmm. or, or, or part of twenty twenty. Um, but no, I had never considered YouTube to be on the on the on the playing field for a long time. But nowadays, <laughs> yeah. that's a different story. Yes, it is. That is a different story. So now, yeah. why? When did you start getting into Twitch specifically? What made you really fall in love with Twitch? Um, that's a very good question. I well, don't since... actually know where I first heard about Twitch. I think it was always on my radar. Mm -hmm. I didn't know before just in TV. I don't think I knew it when it became Twitch. My friend Rob started streaming on Twitch through his PS4 and playing Overwatch and all that. And I started watching him on Twitch and I really enjoyed that or enjoy that kind of um experience of being able to kind of interact and have chat there and i, I really enjoyed that you know that kind of a uh, friendly interaction that was there uh but I, I never considered myself a streamer at the point i thought well, maybe i'll try and get into it however that changed once i was joined when i joined the Yogscast. Mm -hmm. the Yogscast was a uh, media group that I was a part of the youtube channel that I was a part of for I would say like nine, eight, eight, uh, nine, ten months. Uh, it was a very short contract. It was only for a short period. Um, but uh, over that time, I learned to do Twitch graphics and about Twitch streaming. And I really got invested in the idea of making live content. It was really uh, an interesting thing for me. And I had learned, I had watched members of the Yogscast on Twitch as well. Like I watched Tat Films. I watched the main Yogscast channel. I was a big fan of those guys, Martin Littlewood and all Martin, those in the yeah. Littlewood. I was a big fan. And so those guys were like, staple i guess at the time all that i knew of twitch more or less mm -hmm. you know i had no idea about you know courage and ninja or all these people that are on the platform so i was still relatively new and this is like you know late 2017 
you know, into early 2018. Um, so that was my introduction to Twitch. And since I left, when I left the Yogscast, actually just before then, about a month before I left the Yogscast, I made plans to start going like in the new year and when I started streaming on Twitch. And by 2018, December 2017, uh, yeah, December 2017, and then in January 2018, I had been starting on Twitch. I think it was 2017, 2018. I could be my dates mixed up, but it's around that oh, time. Did, did you start January 2019, did you say? I think I had or were you streaming for a year before you decided to yeah, really... So... I streamed, it was 2018, no, 2019, sorry. It was the end of 2018 I streamed. Gotcha, Sorry, gotcha. sorry 2018, in 2018, started 2019, and then this year. My bad, I had my days mixed up. It's yeah, crazy so to me. Period. It's crazy to me that you it's say that. 2020 is, I've, I've lost my brain. <laughs> it's how long, it feels like 2021. I don't know what it does. Like Twilight Zone. It's just horrible, this, this year is. It, it's crazy to me that you say that the Alex Cast got you into Twitch, because, like, 10 or so years ago, like eight years ago now, uh, Yogg's cast got me into YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> like same. I, no, it was the same, exactly the same. It's exactly the same uh, story for me. Like, YouTube and, and Yogg's cast were like, uh, were like a marriage. Like, Minecraft was big at the time, mm-hmm, they, yeah, blown up on YouTube because of the content for that. They, um, YouTube actually started off, I started off watching more Doctor Who based things on YouTube mm-hmm. when I first started out. And then I got into Minecraft, got into gaming, got into watching the Yogscast and um, uh, watching those kind of that era of, of people. There was um, Tobuscus. I don't know if anyone remembers Tobuscus. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was one of them I used to watch. Um, there was the Minecraft project by Syndicate as well. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing. A lot of Minecraft streamers, a lot of Minecraft content creators, yeah. but like uh, but Tobuscus... Um, CTFXC, does anyone know who they are? Shay Carl, oh, people shit. like those guys were like the um, the YouTubers of my generation. They got me into kind of, you know, vlogging, making content, yada, yeah. yada. And it was, YouTube was simpler times back then. Yeah, no <laughs> it kidding. Really, it was like 100 years ago. But YouTube was simpler times back then, and it really felt like this new, diverse, creative platform that you could do, not everything you wanted, but you could do literally what you wanted to do on and you could have a little bit of freedom and you could see into these people's lives and it was taking over the world. It really was. Like people, you know, daily vlogging became so popular because of, you know, CTFXC, Shay Carl and uh, Boyfriend as a Girlfriend, I think it was, and a few other people that were doing daily vlogging. And that those kind of, that kind of content I watched as well as the Oxcast got me in, deep into the, into the uh, rabbit, hole, rabbit hole of YouTube. I love talking about this kind of stuff because I think because of success... A natural consequence is that everybody who knows you really in the present knows you because of your success, right? Yes. And so, and so to talk about a little bit about where you come from, I think mm. can give people a very, very useful perspective because I think people mm. see um, there, there's a there's a threshold somewhere between you and I, um, yeah. and and Harris is way beyond it, and, and other people are way beyond it, where um, somebody stops really somebody can't really see the steps uh just by looking at them that they took to get to to the pedestal that they've climbed up on or the mountain Mm. that you've climbed and so revealing pulling back the curtain and seeing that little bit of the mountain that you've climbed to get where you are i think it's going to be useful for Mm. people what it is interesting to say to say that because i've been thinking for a long time like the the road for success and what that entails i've been thinking a lot lately and like it's always a thing where people always see people from where they are now relative to where they are now 
and they don't look at what it took to get there. You know, people always see Michael Jordan now versus the years it took to get there. People always see, you know, Kobe, rest in peace, who got to where he isn't, you know, where, where he was today, and not the years before that to build up that portfolio, that 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 success, that work ethic, that the failures that he went through. And I think that is an important thing to have perspective on is that people don't look at the big picture when they look at this industry any any industry really when the mm-hmm. success is involved Sorry, i thought somebody talking about that's uh, right but, but the bigger picture nobody looks at that 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 roadmap as you say like looking behind that scene like well, what what did you know this person do to get to where they are today you know did they you know i went through i've been an editor for close to 15 years nearly now probably to like get to where i am i've been in the industry for that long i know the lingo i know the you know, I've been rejected from jobs, I've had heartbreak, I've suffered through so many things that have led me down this road. And there's a sense of like, yeah, looking back at where you've come from, but also not letting that kind of hold you back from going further. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. So Yeah. I think people get intimidated when they hear time scale as well. You know, they hear mm-hmm. that you're, they they hear like, oh, Sam's been editing for 15 years. Like, I may as well not even try. I'll never, you know, 15 years is way too long or something like that. But you're only 26. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. Gary, Gary V would be like, you're young as fuck. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. Um, and, and people have been, you know, a lot of people have been working on things way longer than they, they really think about when they really look back. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a matter of, do you have the patience and the hard work and the the smart work to really mm-hmm. just decide you know what i'm gonna be one of those people who does live their dream mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna decide think, that this is yeah. my dream and i'm gonna live it yeah so i think patience is the single ingredient that is missing from every single success story and people say how oh i tried and it didn't work well i get this question a lot it's like yo sam i'm doing what you're saying i'm uploading videos to youtube i'm making more content I'm not seeing results, man. I think you're wrong. And they're four videos in. <laughs> four videos that are three hours long. Um, <laughs> and are just... Or, or are Twitch highlights and uh-huh, Twitch compilations. Yeah. And you look at that and you go, I think you got the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like... It's, it's just patience. I think it's a single missing ingredient for... You know, you always watch Powerpuff Girls. I have, yeah. You know, it's sugar, spice, and everything nice. I think it's hard work, <laughs> patience, and perseverance. That's the, yeah, that's the recipe that's for it. success. And, like, <laughs> it's like, I really don't, I, I just, yeah, I think people have such a, I think, again, that comes into the modern. I think social media and and how, the thing is that social media isn't a thing to blame people don't people blame social media for everything that's going on wrong in the world people blame social media for oh it's affecting our kids these video games you know that you know gun violence and all that and this entire conversation about how social media is bad social media is social media social media isn't a thing that is an entity outside of itself social media is you it's what you consume it's what you look at it's a mirror Exactly. Social media is. There's exactly. nothing about social media that isn't right. Like, if something's wrong that you're seeing, it's you. You're not. You are consuming something that you are perceiving as wrong with social media. It's not. It's it's a mirror. It's reflecting back yeah. what it sees. It, you know. It's it's one of those things. I think social and, media revealed 
what was already there. I don't think it. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it brought in new evil or anything like it that. A, it put a massive spotlight on the world as mm-hmm. it is, and you know, the, the 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 dysfunctional you know household that you know planet Earth is. Yes, it's it, it revealed a lot more about us than I think we like to admit, and I think that really scares people sometimes when it comes to starting in this career and starting in this industry. I think you're exactly right. I think people well, I see. This point and I forgot where I was going. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back to to bring it back to the Powerpuff Girls analogy that I really liked. Yes. Um, I think people are thinking though. I think people are thinking, man, I just lack Chemical X, right? They see people mm. like they see people who have a million subscribers on YouTube, and they say that yeah. person has something that I could never have or that I wasn't born with. When that's yeah. simply that is simply not not true. Like it's simply Chemical untrue. X. Chemical X is you. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing that people don't seem to kind of understand or grasp. Because I think I think I actually put this out as a tweet the other day. I think you did, yep. <laughs> it's like your niche isn't some, you know, long lost scroll buried in the pyramid somewhere. Your thing is not like, you know, your, your niche isn't a, isn't a thing that you should spend years meditating on. It's you. That's your niche. The things you, li- the things you like, the things you enjoy, the things you enjoy making, that's your niche. You know, make it, but make it good enough that you would like... To, if you enjoy watching it from other people, you should make it. That there is you... pretty much the simplest solution for things, is that if you enjoy watching somebody make the things that you enjoy, you should then enjoy... You should make it and share it off and do the same thing. Some of my favorite you know? Gary V that I've ever heard was he said once, he said, you should find out what it is that you have to be doing that allows you to breathe. He said, yeah. I couldn't breathe if I weren't doing business. I was That's born true. to be a businessman. He said, mm-hmm. he said, when my friends were out building snowmen, I was seeing whose driveway I could shovel to make a little bit of cash. For, for, yeah, for money, exactly. I was, I was seeing, you know, when, when, summers, when summer came around, when the flowers were blooming and people were, were enjoying the flowers, I was picking flowers and selling them to my neighbors. Like he said, I was born to do business. I can't breathe unless I'm a businessman. And there are people who cannot breathe unless they're making YouTube videos, unless they're doing Twitch streams, unless they're... Unless they're doing audiobooks, unless they're writing, mm-hmm. unless they're doing art, um, and they're going and working at Walmart or working at an office for nine hours out of their day or ten hours out of their mm-hmm. day, coming home and maybe doing an hour of what they love and saying, "Man, I just wish I had more time to do this." And that's a f- doing yeah, that, doing that for forty years. You know, doing that for forty yeah. or fifty years now. With especially in America, with retirement completely bonked, um, it's going to be like <laughs> sixty years, you know. And exactly. so, yeah. and 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 I really, my goal now, ever since I've heard that, and ever since I've realized that, my goal has been to get people to understand that that doesn't have to be them. That doesn't have to be anybody. Yeah. I yeah. think everybody has the potential, um, or I think anybody, I should say, has the potential. Uh, yeah. to do what they love for a living and with their life. Uh, mm-hmm. And I want to communicate that to as many people as possible. I think it comes down to, it's, it's, it's a little bit I just saw, though, in my opinion, from what I've experienced. And it's sad to say this, and it's true. The majority, I'd say 99% of, 99% of people who watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, who 
are watching this stream live who are talking about making content on YouTube and Twitch. 99% of people won't. Won't do it. That's exactly right. They won't do it. Because they lack either patience, they lack either the work ethic to do it, or they lack the the desire to want to do more. Like mm-hmm. that, that kind of burning urge to do it. I guarantee, like the majority of streamers on Twitch right now, there's, only, there's a reason why only the 1% are on Twitch right now that are succeeding. is because they have the right business mindset. They have the right heads, mindset to to think outside and think of beyond a week, a year, mm-hmm. three years. They are looking so far ahead of their own game that they are got things in progress right now that are working on things in progress right now they are planning so much ahead of time that is making them succeed where people are just there on fortnite apex warzone or whatever twiddling their thumbs playing games for eight hours a day yeah there's a difference between business content creators that are business people and content creators that are just doing it for a hobby and that's fine if you're doing it for just yeah. a hobby it's fine I there's nothing wrong with that but if you're doing it to succeed as a career and you're complaining about not getting the viewers you need or getting the money you need or whatever, if you're complaining about all of that and you're sitting there, you're one of those people that's sitting there twiddling your thumbs, playing Warzone, playing Call of Duty, playing Apex, and you're going, man, why is no one watching my stream? I bet you it's those people. Yeah. You're the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. So, and so many people have that mentality and that, and that, and that, I want to say that kind of that perspective yeah. on the way the world works it's slight entitlement i will admit mm-hmm. but it's also work ethic and thinking that they can just get where they want to get to because the platform handed them on a, on a dish yeah. uh, isn't that isn't the case at all self-awareness even self-awareness and like just again thinking outside of the platform so many people are so constrained to the platform they're on they only think outside of the four walls that are twitch no one thinks about how can I get more engagement in my viewership? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll change my schedule. I'll change the game. What's the not... Sa- That's a question you get a lot. What game is saturated on Twitch for me to stream so I can get more viewers? That is the biggest... That is the biggest thing that you hear. What's the game that has the least amount of saturation so I can get the viewership on Twitch? You still box into the four walls of yeah. Twitch. Think outside yeah. it for a second. What if you put a video up on TikTok that plugs your Twitch channel... And it got a million views overnight. What would happen to your viewership on Twitch then? What do you think? You Our buddy Scott. Back. What? If you, <laughs> if you get, if you get, if um, if your if your TikTok blows up, and you get a million views. If one less than one percent of that comes through, you set for life. It's a thousand well, viewers. It's a thousand viewers. One percent. Right yeah. One percent of them, and TikTok and and all those platforms are such shareable places for content that. They're not utilizing the right way. So I don't think they're still utilizing the right way now. Yeah. And TikTok is still blowing up. So like, right. imagine if somebody, I mean, look at what happened to Vine in its, in its, you know, later days before it, before you got, you know, the, the button got pushed. Yeah. You know, you had people like King Buck, you had, you know, uh, Logan Paul, you had obviously Harris as well. I was say we Harris. Were making, we were making content that on this, on this platform that was seven seconds and it told and captivated people so much more than some long form content on YouTube. And it was, it was, it was incredible to see that. And people that take advantage of those other platforms are going to see a massive advantage on, on others. I, I think it's, um, it's a, 
So the other day, well, first of all, our buddy Scott got viewers from TikTok without even without even having a TikTok. It's one of my favorite stories mm-hmm. to tell. He had somebody he had somebody come in who had a who had a TikTok was plugging their own was plugging their own Twitch in that TikTok and their channel was hosting Scott when they were offline and people were finding <laughs> Scott's channel while there while through that TikTok and they were like, "Hey man, I found you through TikTok." And Scott was like, "I don't have a TikTok. I don't get it." And we finally tracked it down. It was ridiculous. So and uh, I think what you're just describing here has got a really big TikTok video. Just get a best friend, find a friend that is really big on TikTok. <laughs> Tell them to host a channel. And yeah. social, you know? That's exactly easy, right. You know? Yeah, easy. Hosts, done, hosts are the secret you know? to Twitch success, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Um, there we go. <laughs> I watched a video yesterday. It was the most maddening thing. It had over 100,000 views. And this the title TikTok, was yeah. this was a YouTube video. Sorry. A YouTube video. Okay. Yes, this was the title was three ways uh, to to grow on Twitch, and it was from 2019. Okay. This was from basically a year ago. This was like July 2019 mm-hmm. video. Video was, hey guys, here's three tips. I know a lot of people are looking to grow their Twitch these days. Here's three tips to grow your Twitch channel. The tips were, don't play a saturated game. I went, oh. Number two was pay attention to having a clickable title for your stream. I was like, oh! And number three, uh, I think it was, I think it was re- make sure you're engaging with all comments, all, with everybody in chat. See, I was now like, this would have worked back in 2015, 2016. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That kind of thing. But... Here's the here's the here's the thing, right? Whenever someone focuses on playing a game as their backbone for Twitch, they lose viewers and they switch to another game like that instantly. Switch from Fortnite to Warzone. I see it happen all the time. Yeah. I see it happen so much that I knew somebody who I still know them. They play a game. It's a web-based game, browser game. It's like, it's like Crunker.io and things like that. Yeah. They play that game. Then they switch to another category which I really enjoy, which is art. They go from 50 average viewers down to 10. Like that. Straight away. No. no they're there for the game. They're there for the game. That's it. All right? They don't care about what else you got to do. They don't care about you as a content creator. Yeah. Some of them do. Obviously, the 10 of the 50 still sure. do, obviously. They're sticking around for it. But if you build your your brand off of a game, up until that game has a bad bad year or a bad season or a bad, or a bad run, what happens then? You know, we see it happening all the time. It's where, happening with Apex right know, now. With Apex right now. A lot of content creators are getting really frustrated and upset with the game they're taking breaks and they're going to other games where they want to get reach the same viewership as they did before you know basing your brand and your business off of one game or at least one genre of games or genres are a bit bit less you know the less niche you are the less dangerous it is but but it's the same thing as like it's just it's going to be so volatile that you don't know what's going to happen you're going to have good days bad days good days it's just going to be so chaotic whereas mm-hmm. you're putting it outside of your control even i would say yeah 
Exactly. There's so many people look outside in, or sorry, uh, inside out, where they go, what do I enjoy? What, what games do I enjoy? What I can make? Rather than looking outside in and going, okay, I enjoy all these different things, but what am I what am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? What, what, what is me as a person that I can sell that can bring these users in, that can get people to watch me and not the game? And it kind of ties what, back what, to what we were talking about earlier. It's a very Gary V idea. That's um, yeah. it, that uh, it's a very Gary V idea that uh, the responsibility it, when you when one takes all the responsibility onto themselves, mm-hmm. you say I am responsible for every success that comes to me. It isn't luck, mm-hmm. and I'm responsible for every failure that I encounter. It isn't it isn't unluck or it isn't misfortune. Then it's freeing. It's absolutely it freeing because you, you realize that... You're in control. You're everything in control. is part of your control. 100%. The good, the bad, the ugly. Everything is under your control. And when I say, sure, you're getting into a car accident. might not be your, you know, your control. Sure. All right? Yeah, it might be the other driver. Mm-hmm. But your reaction to said accident, your reaction to the negative that happens in your world is in your control. You're thousand getting, percent. A, de- a dip in viewership, what do you do? Are you going to mope about it? Or are you going to go ahead and work on a, a new piece of content that can bring in another 100 more viewers to your stream? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you look at it from a, a perspective of, your, of loss or gain? You know, like I'll give you an example. A friend of mine who recently had an issue, I'm going to bring it up, and I hope they're okay bringing it up. I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, but sure. they had an issue where they dealt with a client that she them out of some money. You know, they cheated the man some money. They weren't very happy about it. They spent all this time and work learning mm. a new program. They spent time learning, you know, uh, After Effects, Premiere. They learned how to use stream elements and all this stuff. They built these things for this person, and they got cheated out of money because, you know, they did what they did. And they came back, and they were talking to me about it, and I said, I feel like I've lost time. Like, I feel like I've lost the the time that I could have spent on my own stuff. I feel like I lost time. And I said, you didn't lose anything. You may have lost money, but at the end of the day, money can always, you know, come back in other ways. And I think what you've learned and what you've done is more valuable than money could have been. Yeah. Because what you've done is you've learned how to use After Effects, you've learned how to use Premiere, you've learned how to use Stream Elements, you've learned how to do all these skill sets that you can now go and apply into your own stuff. And, and you learn how stuff. to deal with a terrible can, client. <laughs> exactly. It's giving you that. It's giving you then kind of like, okay, that's what that guy looks like. I'm not going to go with that person again. I'm going to try this next time to secure myself and protect myself against something like that happening again. You've learned a lesson. You've learned something. You've gained experience, right? And from that perspective, from that kind of change of perspective, like, oh, I've lost time, but instead I've gained a skill, that skill now. They can now go and approach other clients and say, I can do that for you. This is how much I charge. Exactly. I think right? video games have skewed how uh, we perceive experience. Because I think we think of experience as something you only gain from success. When in reality, mm-hmm. I think failure is what, what or, or something going that's not your deal. way. That's a good deal, you know. That, that yeah. kind of, that, that really gives you the experience that's useful. I want to, I want to like an X, I want a t-shirt with that on there with like XP plus one or hundred or something like that. And from like, like somebody loses, it's going to be like 100 XP. You've learned something here, you know, like it's just one of those things where people are so hung up on the end result and they are so focused on 
getting it now getting it quick getting, and that's kind of the blame of social media again it's like yep. people don't want it instantly and seeing people online and survivorship bias like that, and... yeah 100 yeah. but, but at the same time like i i i have a um i do kind of use that end goal tactic as a bit of a belief system for like tracking success and kind of using it to kind of push yourself forward an awful lot so like I, I mean like focusing on like the end goal isn't a bad thing but it's just how people observe it and treat it is can be treated better can be observed better Absolutely. can be can be turned around and and reconstructed in a way that's like okay i want to be successful instead of going i want that start thinking i am that Mm-hmm. And it's a very change of perspective. It's a very deep change of perspective because it's okay. Well, what would a successful person do at that point? Like, if, if I was successful today, if I had a million subscribers today, what would I do? Honestly, going to ask you now, probably not a lot different. I'd still wake up, I'd still drink coffee, so I'd still interact with the people that I interact with, but I would think about business in a different way. I'd still react to getting a negative video or a couple of negative comments in a different way. I would react differently i would think differently i would see the world differently and seeing that world differently through like wearing that suit so like wear success like a, like a suit you know wear it every single day and treat every good and bad thing as an opportunity to react differently to the world from that point in space and so see how that works out for you because I, as i use that analogy all the time and it's very much a, uh, a thing that everyone kind of <laughs> pretty much loves in my stream, which is like they they never see it from that angle, you know, thinking mm-hmm. of something rather from something. It's a change of perspective. It's effective. very subtle, but it's an effective it's an effective shift. And they're like, oh, I get to imagine myself as a successful streamer. It sounds like fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're from that point. But from that, so it's great to add is but from that. Once you've seen where you are, are going. It's easier to work backwards from that. Where, where... If you see yourself, if you see yourself with a million subscribers, you know that the, the next step to do that is to make more videos. Uh huh. You know the next step to that is to to produce videos that are going to be better. So then from there you're going to go to make more videos. I need more time. So what I'll do is I'll reduce my stream time down to three days a week, and I'll use a spare time to make and edit videos. I'll actually go on YouTube now and I'll learn about video editing. I'll learn how to use this camera that I've just bought. Oh, then that is a microphone. I will use my stream term to also make content in, and you completely change the structure in which you make videos, in which you produce content, because you've gone from thinking of wanting to get success to thinking from it. You go, right, from that point, looking back, how do I get there? Well, you just track it backwards. You know, you look backwards from it. Sounded very familiar, the person you described. <laughs> now, just a little bit. Uh, where are you? Where's your perspective right now? Where are you looking back um, from? Where do you want to be? I'm, I'm, I'm at the million subscriber thing in my head, but it's one of those things where I don't think of getting a million subscriber. Like, I don't think of the seeing the million in my head. I think of where I would, what I would be doing and wh- wh- who I'd be talking to, whose hand would I be shaking if I had a million subscribers, who's, what kind of experiences would I have if I had a million subscribers, what kind of things would I be feeling on a day-to-day basis, in my, you know, like... What, what kind of where would i be would i be here would i be in america would i be traveling again like so like from a year now i already see myself traveling to the next TwitchCon. yeah you know if if covid lightens up before then which i think it will i've got Hopefully, faith that it will yeah. but um 
I do see myself at the next TwitchCon and it being an absolute blast. It may not be as, as busy as it used to be. Right. But I do see myself with my friends shaking hands and having... I, I see myself having 100K at that point. And I see myself mm -hmm. hanging around with my friends with 100K. Yeah. At least minimum. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, but I don't put a timestamp to a million. I just say, you know what? I'm going to enjoy the process and get there. I'm not going to give myself... I'm going to say... No, not five years, not 10 years, or 15 years. I'm just going to say million subs, and I'm going to whip my butt off for it. I was I'm going, going to, to say... Give it time and place. I'm just going to enjoy the process of getting to that point. I'm going to enjoy me making a video, seeing it do well, seeing it not do well, and then learn each time. It's about the journey. It is about the journey, exactly. Do you break it down exactly. further? I was going to ask. Do you break it down like... Um, some, some days do you look from 100,000 and say and work backwards from there? Rather no, than a million? I usually kind of see, I usually see, I usually see a million, but I know, but I know that when I go to TwitchCon in November, 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 September, sorry, no, September, September next year, I will be at 100k. I know. I just, in my gut, I feel it. I, I believe in it and I don't question it. I just go, you know what? I don't care how I get there. I'm just going to enjoy the process and I'm going to get there. Well, and, and you had me run the numbers, and <laughs> well, that as well. But like those numbers can change, you know. I might sure. have, you know, I might have an off month, you know. I might have an off, you know, sure. off a year, you know. <laughs> so I don't look at that. I just trust in myself and trust in the thing that I'm doing every single day, and I use it to kind of fuel my my uh, what's it called my my my, my passion, my belief, and mm -hmm. my kind of thing going for you know. So I cut you off there. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it's the same thing as hitting partners. Like, once you get it, it's a journey. It's the, it's the process of getting there that you enjoy most on the end of it. Like, me getting the check mark, excellent, great. Next week, it's like, oi, how you doing? It's the same. <laughs> Robin, Robin, Williams, Robin, Robin Williams said exactly the same thing when he, when he won an Oscar. It's like, for a week, everyone was going, congratulations, well done on the Oscar. Congratulations, well done on the Oscar. And then a week later, it's like, hey, Mark! You know, it's, it's, just it's like, no, it's that. Once it's done, it's out of the way. What yep. do you do next? Once you hit partner, hey, where is it to go? You know, when you, once you hit partner, what's, where do you go from there? You don't go anywhere. You know, it's very much the ceiling on Twitch, even though it feels, here's how I kind of see the growth on Twitch. It goes very, very small, slow, 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 and then exponential, and then you're there. Yep. That's, and that's it. Like, there's nothing else aside from that. And sure, there's opportunities on Twitch to do more. But like, once I hit partner, and, I, and after a few months, I went, "Man, I really want to. I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. You know, I'm, I'm not. It isn't, it isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. You know, the grass isn't always green on the, on the other side from some of these things. And some of these people that are grinding hard to get partner, and I know some of them are out there right now watching and listening that are grinding to get partner, coming from a partner on Twitch. It's not all it's cracked up to be, right? Sure. It's not all it's... Sunshine and rainbows, be, right? It's, it's not sunshine and rainbows. It's not like, oh, once soon as you get partnered, it's like, I've known people that got partnered, and the next day they have 20 viewers. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. is the checkmark really worth it at that point? Is the checkmark really worth that? What, 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 what do you want to be, a Twitch partner or a successful content creator? What's the, what's the, what's the thing you want? What's the, what's the, the phrase you want? Partner is a small chunk of this, you know? You've got to look at the wider picture sometimes and look at, like, okay, well, what do I need to do outside of Twitch? And so many people, so many people focus so much on Twitch, they leave no time for anything else. You know, you, you can overwater a seed. You can kill a mm -hmm. seed before yeah. there's a chance to grow. And so many people kill it 
and keep doing it and keep you know undigging it and digging it back again check and see if it's grown anymore so many people do that let it grow but focus on your other crops as well otherwise you're going to have like you know some are dead some are alive some aren't really you know water all your plants water all your crops don't overwater one of them and you'll see that you'll have like mm-hmm. a, a a good garden to to you know live from i'm somebody who has the luxury of being somebody you talk to a little bit whenever you're burnt out or whenever you've, you've yeah, we reached have, a roadblock. Yeah, we do have these conversations, don't we? We have, like, yeah. <laughs> and I, do, I like those conversations. We have, like, we, we, we do agree on a lot of views, but then sometimes we'll come, we'll come with some things that we go, well, actually, I don't agree with that one. But it's a nice conversation to have because it really does keep you on your toes. Yeah. We provoke you know, thoughts. Perspective is, oh, exactly, yeah. Having that extra perspective is really uh, refreshing. So what do you what do you do during those times? What do you really do to fight uh, those times where you're discouraged or where you're fighting like, hey, this thing isn't all it's cracked up to be, or I'm burnt out, or this video didn't do as well as I'd hoped, or this person screwed me over? Like, what do you do to fight in those times? You think from the end goal. That's what I do all the time. You don't think of... You, if you are struggling and you are thinking you're burnt out, you're like, I'm not built for this i'm not designed for this i'm not doing this you go back and you rem- you go back to, you go forward in time to a point where you've made it you go forward in time to a point where you are successful and it's all worth it and then you go okay where, how far is that to where you are now and understand that time is the biggest discrepancy here right the word patience means something. The word being patient, you know. I think Gary V calls it um, micro, micro, no, macro, macro patience and micro speed. Yes. Knowing, yes. knowing that there's 50 years where you can grow and succeed and, and, and grow the life that you want to grow, but also understanding that there's 12 hours in a day that you can get stuff done. I nearly swore then, I didn't. But getting stuff done. Oh, swear yeah. as much as you like, by the way. Okay. There's 12 <laughs> hours in a day where you can get shit done, right? <laughs> yeah. Those 12 hours, do something with them except streaming. Like, there's more to this content than streaming, right? Spend those 12 hours doing something, yeah, but then understanding mm-hmm. that it's going to take 50 years of that to get somewhere that you are happy with. Or you could be short, it could be 10, 20, you know, it could be any any number of time that you deem like is long enough for you to kind of work at it. I'd say minimum 10 years to start seeing actual physical results, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's kind of my own my own thought process, but that's another thing. But like 12 hours over 20 years, 10 years, 30 years, whatever, is the is the benchmark. You have to understand that's micro speed, macro patience. Yeah. Understanding that you know, once you understand that, that's where you go to be. But always think to that end goal and go, okay, where do I, where do I want to be in 10 years' time? Okay. Like, and literally sink into it like a cushion, like, you know, like, you know, like melt into the feeling of what it would be like to be at that point, right? Remember it and then believe in it because that belief in you and belief in what you are doing is, is so vital to continue going forward that so many people fail at it because they don't see past their their immediate response or reaction to what's happening is if they look forward just a little bit and go understand that this this probably happened to um 
to Michael Jordan to Kobe to you know to Harris to to Sammy to somebody else. This happened to you know Casey. It's happened to Peter McKinnon. It's happened to content creators that are massive now. It took years to get here, right? Yeah, it's happened to them. Don't think that you're any different to them. You know, they still they're still human. They're still flesh and blood. They still have the same inner workings as you. And then when you have those moments where you feel like I can't do it or I feel unmotivated, think of how they felt and how they got through it. Think of how you will get through it by focusing on that end goal and thinking from it and, and planning logically, kind of subsiding your emotional reaction and going, okay, what would I do from here? If this happened to me in the future, what would it happen? You know, that kind of reaction is what's going to dictate how, you, how successful you are. Exactly right. And I, I don't think there's anything besides death that's too difficult to overcome you. yeah that can that's stop true. you it's 100 percent. No, no, yeah i do you think there's a look. i do think there's a definite like we do definitely need to continue especially in america to continue to fight inequality of opportunity but at the same time you know pe people think to themselves like man i have severe adhd maybe i have severe depression uh, mm -hmm. I have, or I've got a, I've got a bad family life, or I don't have access to good internet, or I, however big or small the obstacle might be that 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 says mm -hmm. that's going to keep me from being successful, and that's what I really love about when when creators share their stories. You know, Harris doesn't talk mm -hmm. about it very often, but he has Aspergers, and he's overcome yeah. Aspergers to become, you know, he's overcome a social disability, if you will. Yeah, and become a social media icon, <laughs> despite exactly. it, you know, uh, or because yeah. of it in some ways. Like he's used it to his advantage in other ways, you know. And so, I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything that can really, when people dial in exactly what they want out of life, I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything besides the Grim Reaper that can keep you from 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 reaching that from death himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just think like I I have a bit of a different viewpoint on this, and it's not so much a like i know there are medical conditions and i know there's you know proper diagnosis and treatment for this and i genuinely think like if you are suffering with the things that people have mentioned you mentioned like depression and you know they've got conditions that need treatment sure get the treatment feel better in yourself feel confident but i don't think that a limitation is a limitation that only you set for yourself mm -hmm. that it can be overcome you know through the right steps and the right means and the right kind of goals that you would set for yourself, you can overcome those personal issues, personal uh, personal um, hurdles, those personal kind of like um, that kind of like box you put yourself in. You can get out of it. Limitations are limitations that you set for yourself, you know. And if you feel depressed, you feel there, and you suffer from anxiety and all that, just know that you are in control of that feeling because it's only you are doing like only you are creating that environment for yourself because you are giving yourself that information obviously go through the right treatment go through the right steps to kind of make yourself feel better but i genuinely believe that people even with those conditions have so much power and strength to be able to even more so those people that have that yeah. kind of emotions and those kind of situations that they have even more powerful of a reason to actually prove themselves right mm -hmm. and i think that is a uh that's the thing people need to kind of understand these limitations are only limitations that you set for yourself through fire you steel know. is forged is what i say yeah. i love that exactly that's a pretty good one <laughs> so 
what's uh what fires have you overcome sam what's what's held you back that, that you really that you've really knocked out of the park how long have you got um <laughs> as long as you want but, buddy but like i'll get you a couch know, like, i'll lay you out yeah sure thing i'll get, get a notebook I'll, get <laughs> a, I'll lie down on a couch therapy session time here we go um went through a lot of like my own personal torment of like you know like i i, I like I, a lot of people don't know is that I, did, I used to suffer from heavy depression myself i used to really sure. think bad of myself for a long time and i think i think we've all gone through a period of like self-doubt self-worth like you know are we are we really good at what we do yada 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 but like genuine like feelings of you know does anyone like me kind of you know that kind of like that environment your brain develops for itself where you know and i and i don't think it was more so the people that i was around but i kind of like for uh for a while i felt like that but then something changed in my in my brain i can't remember physically what it was but like one day i just said f it you know f people's opinions f what people think of me kind of thing and i was just like you know what it was people what people thought of me really brought me down and i was worried about hurting people's feelings and then after a while I was like, if I hurt somebody's feelings, then they, they don't know who I am, kind of thing. Like, exactly just, right. it, it was one of those things where, like, so true, I, I, man. I, I, tr I started, I started to treat myself as, as a, um, you know, like, you know, I, I question, I question so much stuff, you know, and I, and I put my own, put myself on fire, and got into relationships that didn't work out, you know, and put it lightly. Actually, <laughs> exactly, yeah. One of them was one of the one of them was the uh, the catalyst for me getting back into YouTube and to and to Twitch. One of them yep. really was that because um, I had a relationship didn't end well, um, and it really made me think. Of, it was five years. Five years is a, is a, is a long, long time, time to be in a relationship for, and when it ends that badly, you do become to question your purpose your place your points like what was it a lie what am i you know where am i going what's the thing you do kind of feel like you know the yellow brick road went up went up underneath your feet and you're now stuck in like a, a desert or a forest or whatever and you just you just stood there aimlessly thinking what can i do and after a while i realized that my passion still lied in making videos making twitch stuff doing all doing design stuff and i went back into that passion and that that fire really helped forge me into somebody that I think I personally think I'm stronger for it. And I personally feel like I'm, I'm a better person for, for getting through that period of my life where you just go, you know, you feel like everything's crumbling around you really. You know, my business wasn't doing so well. And I think that, that experience really kind of made me go, you know what? You're not happy. You know, stop doing, stop doing this shit. You're not happy. Do something that's going to make you happy. Do this. And I had no money. All right. I had no, um, the thing that I was going to do, I was leaving the Oxcast at this point, and like I, I was in a really bad place financially and emotionally, and I still put through it. And I saw what I wanted to be. I just made Twitch affiliate. I said to myself, I'm going to be Twitch partner within a year. I got to, I got affiliated in February, right? A year later, I was partnered. So that just shows you when you think from the point of view and the perspective of where you want to go. Instead of thinking of it and achieving it, and you work hard and you put the steps in to be able to make it real, it will work and it will happen. But like, without that initial fire and that initial kind of, I guess, kick up the ass, I wouldn't be here, you know, talking to you right percent. now. At least, you know, yeah, yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I so, wouldn't be here by extension. Exactly. <laughs> I uh, I got a little welled up. I got emotional hearing you talk about that. Hearing you talk about oh, you did? your story. Yeah, I, I almost I was like I was like trying to wipe my well, eyes I think, there. I th- the thing is, you spoke we spoke before, and I think we have very similar um, indeed backstories in kind of our our our, our entry into content yeah. creation and making it more of like a full time thing. And and it's it is one of those things where like. I guess it's one of those fight or flight kind of situations where you can fight where you are and you can keep going down or you can fly to new heights. It's like, it's just a, an interesting way of, of approaching situations. And it, again, it make you know, that fire makes or breaks people. And sometimes it makes, sometimes it breaks them. It's just, you know, it's, it's a very interesting uh, thing that happens. I told okay. you a while ago, I said, I wanted you to save a story for me for the podcast. Oh, so I yeah. want to tell I want you to tell everybody how you got your job at the Yogs cast. <laughs> okay. Again, it kind of relates to the whole idea of seeing where you want to go. It's where is the end goal? What do you want to do? What do you want to experience in life that you that you'd like to experience? You know, that kind of feeling of ent- in, entering into a perspective and a mindset that would be cool and be fun and enjoyable and then kind of bring it back and then just leaving it, letting it rest, and then carrying on doing what you would normally do. So this is like 2017. No. When was it? 2018. 2018. Apologies. 2018. End of 2018. Uh, around about, I want to say, August time, I was watching a Yogscast stream. No, I was watching a Yogscast video at the time, and I was watching a video of a tour going on about the new studio they just moved into. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, and I was just like, man, I'd love to get to that studio. I'd love to just, to, just to go into the lobby, just to take a picture of that, of the sign there, like a like a metallic Yogscast sign in the lobby that lit up. And I'd love to go up there, and I'd love to take a picture of that, and just, you know, put it on social media, put it on Instagram. I think I still actually have the picture on my on my phone. Oh, while I'm telling the story, I'll see if I can actually uh, see if I can actually find it. You should send it to me. Right I'll lower. I'll overlay it on the YouTube on the YouTube video. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I've just found it. Um, Damn, that was um, fast. I searched for location. <laughs> it came straight away. Wow. But um, I imagined. I had a moment when I, I. I had a moment when I imagined me taking the picture. Uh, like I was. I think it was like before I fell asleep at night. I remember taking the picture. And posting on social media and tagging, like, or typing in, like, guess where I just was, or something like that. And I was, like, putting on Twitter, and I imagined seeing the likes come in and the feeling of, like, oh, my gosh, where have you been? Like, how did you get there kind of thing? And seeing my friends' comments and on Facebook and on Instagram and all that. And I just, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's a pretty full, a cool feeling to have. And I was like, all right, cool. And I just felt it like that. And I left it. Uh, round about November time. Actually, no, yeah, end of November time. So this would have been 2017. Yes, it would have been, sorry, 2017. So this would have been 2017. Yes, you're right. Um, around November time, I get an email through my... Uh, so what I had done is I had actually had submitted a thing for the Yogscast, so you could, like, submit your, like, a reel in or whatever to get on their books, you know. And I was like, okay, cool. They want to have, like, a thousand of these... You know, people in the yeah. books like that's fine. I'll, you know, if everything comes up, anything comes up. This, I, I submitted like a year ago, by the way. Like it was like a year ago <laughs> that I, before uh-huh. I actually imagine that. Anyway, 
November comes around. I get an email from the same email that I sent it in. I was like, like, hey, Sam, we have actually a job opening that we'd like to talk with you about. Um, with the Yogscast, are you free to come down? Like, it's like end. It was like beginning, beginning of, probably mid, mid, mid December, actually, probably. Are you ready to come down in like beginning of, uh, beginning of January when it comes down? Um, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll drive down to Bristol. Bristol's where the stu- uh, studios are, where the, where the headquarters are. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do that. And I was in shock. You know, I had a meeting in January with them. Actually, remember the end of, end of December, it was. And then I had a thing in Manchester. And then, you know, anything else would happen. I did a mean interview and all that. And went really well. I thought it went really, really well. I enjoyed, you know, it was a really good conversation. And I, you know, I spoke... About, I knew the content really well. I knew the the Oxford real, and I walked through the studios, walked through it all, and and on my way out, the sign was there, and without even thinking, I took a picture, went out, and I put it on Instagram, and then it hit me. <laughs> it hit me like a ton of bricks. What was happening? That I had imagined this exact same thing three, four months before, right? That I would be tweeting and and putting up this picture on Instagram for my friends, for you know the people that follow me at the time to see. It happened exactly the same way I imagined it. It was exa- by the way the picture that was in my head was exactly the one that I imagined year, like months before. And I got the job. By the way, I was apparently the one that was the I was the. According to an email that was sent to me, I was uh, leading the entire thing. I was the one at the top. I was the number one for it all. And then from my interview to when I got the job, I was I was thinking, I got this. Like I, I like I believed in my, I trusted my abilities. I trusted who I was. I trusted the fact that I was professional, that I was on a job, that I had work coming in, and that like I had all of that. And I and I and I believed in it, and I got the job. And, like, I have the picture. I'll have to send it to you what it looked like. But, like, that picture was exactly as I imagined it in my head. And that is the uh, that is the story. People and are going to call got, you I, a bullshitter, by the way. Because you know, this I, is... I can swear. <laughs> I can swear on my, on my life. I also did the same thing with getting partner, by the way. <laughs> yep, yep. Manifest. So I, did, I said, I'm going to get partnered within a year. Then my friend kept on telling me, my friend, my friend Nick said, it's actually, it's going to be quite hard for you to get partnered within a year. Like, I've been streaming for a while now, and I haven't got partnered within a year. Or partnered with, I assume for four years, and I haven't said, I'm, not, I'm still not partnered. And I went, okay, cool. I, I ignored him. <laughs> um, I ignored him, and I went, I'm going to do it. And I got part, and I got affiliate around January. February, you said. I think I got January, February, like, time I can't quite remember. I have to look at the, the analytics. But then I got partnered in February. So roughly a year later. I think a year to when I said I'm going to get partnered. So I got affiliated and I said I'm going to get partnered within a year. So I think I think it was roughly to the day yeah. <laughs> that I got partnered. It was very weird. But I Well, Twitch knew. Twitch knew ahead of time in October. They were like, no, 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 no. no. Hasn't been a yet, year yet. We got to yeah, wait. Exactly. Exactly. But like, I without the um, without me... But I went. I walked through a bridge of, of incidents that occurred. I, went, I met Harris... I, I started doing videos to the Arthur Gaming channel. Like, with, honestly, people might call it lucky, but I don't think it was. I think it was, maybe, to say, by design in some way. But, like, <laughs> I met Harris, and that chain, that, that bridge led me to be able to get partnered within a year. If I hadn't met Harris and started working with him, 
out of all the people that could have started working with Harris, he picked me. Yeah. Right. He needed an editor. I needed work. He fit the bill. Um, and that kind of bridge led me to get to where I was today. And I, and I genuinely don't think it was anything. I don't think it was luck. I, I genuinely think it was like my own thoughts went out there and, and created something in some weird way. People like to attribute, Harris, you know, right. People like to attribute when they say, oh, Sam, you were in the right place at the right time. They like to attribute that to chance. When, in fact, yeah. you were looking for the right place and you were doing it all the time. So yes. eventually you were going to be at the right place at the right time, you know? Yes. Opportunities don't just – you don't go 60 years without an opportunity. Think, it just exactly. doesn't happen. Luck, luck is uh, preparation meets opportunity. That's exactly. That's the definition of luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But luck is definition is, is – is preparation meets opportunity. And that's all luck is. And I don't think people can attribute luck to business either. You know, right. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. lucky with, but, but I could have got fired from now to, like. Of course. Anything could have happened. You know, Harris, if Harris wouldn't have believed in my skills or I didn't believe in my own skills, like, I couldn't have, I could have, if I wasn't, if I wasn't very good, Harris wouldn't have kept using me or kept, you know, hiring mm-hmm. me and paying me to edit his videos. So it's not so much a luck thing. I think it generally is a skill set work, hard work thing, and it kind of, Things falling into place, right time, you know. Exactly. Gary V says he says there's like a there's like a four there's like a one in four you know quintillion chance trillion chance that you're you're alive right now Mm -hmm. uh, because of you know the 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 crazy you know the 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 small the tiny chance that there's even life on Earth combined with the tiny chance that you are the sperm that that fertilized the egg to the point that you yeah. you survived till childbirth and you, you survived at this chance point you were the fastest swimmer yeah exactly um, <laughs> yeah um but like, i was yeah, the best no, at some is, you everybody was the best, the best at something, something. one time in their chance. life one time in their existence at yeah, least exactly but um <laughs> it's one of those things where like um <laughs> i've lost track of my train of my thought now for that that's one. okay um, <laughs> Uh, conversation? uh it's I just that it. you know there's no such thing as luck because you're already you're already lucky yeah you're the luckiest you're the luckiest person alive because yeah. you're born because you, you were know? born i think, yeah. I think that's the, that was what it was i think i think the the odds are 400 trillion to one yeah 400 trillion to one sounds right something like that i think those are those are the odds I don't, I mean, it may have gone up it may have gone down i don't know scientifically what the uh really if you get deep enough it's it, it's astronomical it's it's like inconceivably small that existence even you know is is a thing that happens you know but mm-hmm. here we are so let's let's shave luck off and say well we're already yeah. the luckiest we're literally the luckiest beings to ever live and, luck. and and i get to work kind yeah, of thing, get to work you gotta know? <laughs> get lucky to grow on twitch or on youtube you gotta be looking mm. to oh. <laughs> you know what that is that's an excuse to be lazy excuse that's my yes. It's my genuine thought. And Wipe the idea your hands. That, like, you know, I genuinely think that if you say, oh, you're going to be looking to grow on Twitch, or you're going to be looking to get this X, Y, Z, or you've got to be, um, what's the other one? You've got to be, uh, I, I don't have the right gear. Yeah. I don't have the right this. I gotta, my video's going to be perfect. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. Just start doing stuff. Start making excuses for making things and just get out of it. Uh, you know, I can't succeed on Twitch because this so-and-so's person streaming is an excuse to not do more. It's, it's, it's you know, you're lazy. My so great example of that. I went out about a year ago last month. I bought my first camera. I bought a G7. Oh yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. then in March, thanks to your help and your recommendations, yes, I bought a you G5. The same camera that I'm using right now. <laughs> yeah, that's G5, right. Yeah. And so I've spent. I've now spent like something like 
more than $2,000 on camera equipment, all that. My best performing YouTube video by a kind of a large margin is a video I recorded on my Brio <laughs> from over a year ago. It's just, it's, it's not, yeah. not about the gear. Just, people don't just watch, isn't. People don't watch P. McKinnon for the cameras he uses. Sure, he's a photographer and he gives you good skills then to use a camera, but don't watch him because he's, he uses like a particular camera. That's right. His videos were 1080p yeah. taken with an iPhone. He would yeah. still have the skills he has and what he shows off and the personality and well, the I mean, content. The best, person I, the best person I can attest to this is, is Casey. Nice stat. Yep. Casey Neistat's uh, videos aren't the great production value, but the value is is acquired and displayed in other areas except for gear. Mm-hmm. Like he shot with, you know, 70Ds, which if you look at now, it's very dated footage. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and the, the gear that he was using, this, this, the place that he was using, the kind of shots, a lot of his stuff doesn't live to the standards that we have the bar is constantly rising and it, and it oof, went straight under but you still watch them because they're a good story that's right the value is present outside of the gear that he uses mm-hmm. you know story is king always the content is king always it doesn't matter what right. camera you use you can use these things you know f- phones everyone's got them with, with a 4k camera in there right and like you can use them. You can get a cheap mic off of Amazon. You know, you can get this phone, and you can get a Rode Lav mic that plugs straight into this, and you can record YouTube videos on your phone. And that fifty is fifty bucks. That mic, That's right? Is. Mm-hmm. And I've seen I've seen videos with that exact setup have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views yeah. because the content was king. It's an excuse. It's mm-hmm. an excuse. It's an excuse to not. Um, to not make videos, to not right. do content, it is just a way people can go and delay and delay and delay because right. it's a self it's a self esteem issue mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's self esteem. It's they're not confident. They don't feel like they're confident, or it might be just that they are doing it and they're not getting anywhere, and they're trying to find a reason as to why that's outside of themselves. Yep. You know, and again, accountability. Take accountability. You have control. Right. You know, that's not to say so. that it's not okay to enjoy production value <laughs> oh, I no, for sure no 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 absolutely no like i mean <laughs> i love watching 4k footage it's beautiful you know as somebody well, who four, uploads all his videos 4K in 4k footage. 60 and you exactly. are have an a7s3 in the mail <laughs> like yeah we're definitely I mean, 4K, people I mean, yeah i have i have a, I know, I have an a you know i'm looking to upgrade my, my content but the gear is is a is a cog in the wheel of that that's right it's not the full you know everything has it's everything has a spot for it and if you need to have you know more cogs to drive the main wheel at some point you know you, you might need you know a camera that isn't as great as you know what we've got right here you know you're using this camera you know you have a cheaper ring light or a cheaper key light and you have a lab microphone that's used for you know your videos it doesn't matter you can start somewhere and you you have to be okay with understanding that again it comes out of patience patience is a key where you understand, like, this is just a starting point. There's going to be another 10 years where you can make money and upgrade your gear. So don't let this kind of be your your ball and chain to stop you from getting into making videos. Patience, perseverance, and hard work. Yep, the That's three it. things, you know, sugar, spice, <laughs> everything nice kind of thing. You That's know? right. Whole... That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So where... 
do you see alpha gaming going with your help especially harris has been talking recently about uh upping upping the brand i don't know if you guys will keep the alpha gaming name for long i imagine gaming will probably be stripped i don't know and probably I mean, yeah, some kind like, of shift in branding the way the wind she's going i mean we'll see i don't know what harris has got planned i've got no idea like like i'm very much still on the editing side of things and still, you know i do get some insights we have conversations about all the mm -hmm. stuff and the plans for the channel but i don't really yes things brewing in his head that i don't have access to so sure what he has planned for the channel is kind of like his his personal thing but like i think honestly i wouldn't be surprised if i see alpha gaming gone in the next five years mm -hmm. or in the next 10 years but something else taking its place exactly you know mm -hmm where both Harris and I are still working together, we're still making content, we're still doing things, we're still pushing the boundaries on whatever it is. You know, Twitch might not be, might not be here in five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way they're going right now, I don't mm -hmm. think they will be. But um, <laughs> that's a different story. But um, they, uh, they have, they're pushing buttons, and they're not pushing the right ones, for sure. Um, they will... Um, I think there'll come a time where Alpha Gaming evolves, and whatever it evolves into... I think Harris and I working together is going to be uh, a continued thing because I, I enjoy, I love working with the guy. He's an awesome dude, you know. And, and like, he texted me today something that he wants to start doing in the videos, and it was something that I had came up with for my own videos for my channel. I was like, wait a minute, I said that I didn't do this for my own stuff like soon. He's like, <laughs> I think we're, we're becoming the same person. So like, <laughs> as a team. We are working together so well that like we come up with ideas and like we, we have like these moments where we go like you're thinking about that thing, aren't you? I'm thinking about that <laughs> thing. I'll do it. And like we both have these moments of like, you know, creative like we're on the same wavelength all the time and it's like and I don't think that that level of like work relationships, that friendship kind of thing should really be uh you know, left to left to go on you know, untapped right. kind of, you know, and, and push through extremes itself. and I think oh, yeah. like yeah, and whatever Alpha Gaming becomes in the next 10, 15 years, or, you know, even longer than that, even shorter mm -hmm. than that, I think it's going to be... Uh, we we want to see it grow beyond just a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. About you know? streaming, and I think more or less. About like streaming, exactly. So and I want to see more, you know, like my channel, I'm expanding, you know, and I think yeah. that's like... Again... It's always the end goal. Expansion. Going beyond stuff. Now, there'll be an empire, you know, but first... Yep. First, you start with the kingdom, or first you start with the county. Start with the, yeah, so with the <laughs> county, and then you start working towards you know you you know you have your plot, plot of land, and then soon you just you know take you know you grow it and you start covering more things. You do really really well, and you know what you're Here's doing. So, <laughs> and, I'm I, and above all else, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to go and see what happens. I think Kenzie's uh, jealous of the relationship you two have. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You know. I'm not, I'm not having a kid with a guy, so... <laughs> uh, yeah. At this rate, Alpha Gaming is your child. <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong. I've always said I'm married to my own work. Yep. <laughs> an awful lot. I don't know if... You know, and like... And Dude, kind I of said of the, that the about you the other day. I said what? that about you <laughs> Somebody asked me... I was talking about somebody, and I was saying... I was telling them a little bit about the story. I said, we both come from a similar background... A little bit about we both had relationships that turned us uh, into like you know work monsters that became mm -hmm. kind of and 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 so, and somebody said wait Sam is single and I said oh well I wouldn't say he's single I would say he's married to his work. <laughs> You're not wrong, totally. You're not wrong at all. I am definitely uh, married to my work. Um, it's the only thing that's not let me down. 
to be fair. You know? <laughs> it's the only thing that hasn't cheated me, so... You know. <laughs> I cut myself down. But then I forgive myself afterwards, you know? So, like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> hasn't gone to anybody else hasn't cheated nope. on me nope. <laughs> nope. oh my god the... nope <laughs> dude I'm lightheaded comes to bed with me every night <laughs> think about it every night as I go to sleep think about exactly. every day when I wake up <laughs> you know hooking my 100k YouTube play button yep no <laughs> You've got you've mm. got quicker wit than I think you give yourself credit for. I do have I do have a, I do have quick wit. That British dry wit. That's very Fraser so or say right now, but I'm not going to say it. British, anyway, but. moving on. <laughs> okay, back but, to what uh, we were talking about. <laughs> um, what were you going to say before I I went to the before I told you I the, said, the thing is the thing is you laughing about all of this, but no one gets it. What I was talking yes. about, like taking like how, being married to your that... work and like because it doesn't let you down. It's like one of the, it's, it genuinely is. I think when you come from that kind of place of really bad um, heartbreak, you trust in yourself a lot more in terms of like, okay, I'm not going to let anything else get me to that point. And you find comfort in the work that you do. You find like, you know, you find passion and you find uh, you find courage and all that in the work that you do. And you, you put your heart and soul into that instead because you know it won't let you down. You won't, it won't hurt you that way. You know, and that's and it's it's a sad thing about it, but it is very true. You know, exactly a thousand percent. So. And I wouldn't say it's sad necessarily. Like, obviously, it's sad that you know we don't it's have special people in our life. It's but... sad. <laughs> I think it's sad that he got to that point that it, it, it sure. required you to go through heartbreak to do that. Yeah. Uh, rather than finding yourself, but I think there's that kind of you know it's it's bittersweet. I think in the sense that like oh it ended this, but it also started this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. I would not mm-hmm. if I had. First of all, if I were still in that toxic relationship, I would be in a very, very toxic place right now. But also, I would never have given Twitch a serious shot. Like Me I was too. doing, Me too. I was doing some Twitch content. I was doing speed runs back then, every once in yeah. a while, um, and I was doing some YouTube. I think that YouTube channel. I think I have still more videos on that YouTube channel than the rest of my channels combined. And it has fewer than 30. 12, is, this 12, is this your 12th YouTube channel now that you've my ninth, I'm on nine have YouTube you seen, channels total. There's a, there's a, I saw on Twitter today, there's a gentleman that made, I think it was eight YouTube channels that all got to 100,000 subscribers. Yes, his name is... Um, he, has, he has a Guinness World Record now for that. Oh, what's his name? It's uh, uh, Gaming Curios. Jeremy yes, Curios is so. his name. How many yeah. was it? I think, it's, I think he's up to eight successful channels now. And now he's building a ninth, I think. Yeah. I think he's building a night. And you know what I read channel. when I first saw that? I thought, Noah. <laughs> the next Noah. Yeah! The next Noah. I thought, Noah. As soon as yes! I read that, I thought, I thought, oh no, it's Noah. <laughs> yeah, he was, on, he was on Devin Nash's show recently. Oh, was he reading? Yes, that's how I discovered him. No. That's how I know who he is, is he talked about this yeah, game. Was, I saw a tweet today <laughs> or yesterday. I can't quite remember. But it just reminded me of you. Yep, yep. He, yeah, I'm on. Yeah. I, uh, my very first YouTube channel, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I don't think I've ever really told some of these stories. My very yeah, first YouTube I channel, I think I was 13. Uh, my cousin Jonah, who some like OGs of my stream might know. My cousin Jonah 
and I really wanted to. We were actually we were actually kind of inspired by uh you know that Nickelodeon show iCarly. <laughs> yeah. We uh, were yeah, like, yeah. hey, maybe it's really that easy, you know, these days. I think that maybe was a, maybe yeah, the opportunities a, a, a beginning point for many people that one that tv show ironically yeah because it was really it kind of hit at just the right time where it was like hey the opportunity to really do something like this is actually like on the horizon like it's very soon and uh if not now and that was you know almost mm-hmm. 10 years ago now or more than 10 years ago now um and so we were like well let's let's just i've got a laptop with a webcam on it um let's just hit record post it on this youtube thing and see what happens this and see what and see what fun we can have right and so we mm-hmm. didn't i didn't uh even though i had windows movie maker i didn't know how to use it so we would just hit record and go off the cuff and whatever we recorded mm-hmm. we posted to youtube um and i started a different youtube channel with another co- cousin mm-hmm. and uh uh my mom found out i was doing youtube and was like listen there are people on the internet that <laughs> that are bad people Same conversation yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, i don't know about the internet you putting your 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 face on the internet is kind of weird and i was like yeah i guess mm. you're right and so then uh some years passed um in high school or after high school i uh i started to do twitch streams and i started posting some twitch streams to youtube um mm-hmm. and i would i didn't I didn't want uh, my parents interrupting my streams or, or or really even knowing that I streamed very much. And so it was during the summer, I would wait until like one in the morning to turn on my stream and then I would, I would do a speed run and I would be, I had my webcam up. I didn't have any of my lights on. <laughs> and so I was lit by my monitor, my TV screen, and I was whispering because mm-hmm. I didn't want to wake anybody up because my parents' room was like across, like just across mm-hmm. the hall from me. Um, and I'm literally whispering, did you see that? Like, <laughs> um, and then I had that YouTube channel for years, posted way more videos than I, I have on this current YouTube channel. Uh, and it got, I think, I think it crossed 30 subscribers and that's it. Mm. Um, and so I think total I went through, um, well, then I started in college, a YouTube video, a YouTube channel with my, with my buddy, my, my friend Schubler that did, uh. Uh, we went hard as a mofucker for like two months and uh, got, I think, 17 subscribers. And so mm. I was like, maybe this YouTube thing isn't for me. And so I was like, but Twitch kind of seems cool. And then I go yeah. over to Twitch and I start watching Harris. And he's like, well, the best way to grow on YouTube is or the best way to grow on Twitch is a YouTube channel. I'm like, son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape this it's YouTube thing. You didn't want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Just, so, yeah. So here I am <laughs> ever since. Yeah, me too. And I like. I, I think as I knew. The thing is that I knew. I knew that before watching Harris. This is a weird thing. Like, sure. I mm-hmm. knew that growing a YouTube channel would, would give me more viewership on, on Twitch. I just knew it. I don't know why. Like, it made sense to me because I guess because I knew the platform more because yep. I because I was with the Oxcast. You know, for a long for a bit of time, I knew the strategies involved behind that. Then maybe a little bit. It felt very much like. I like I knew that strategy before going into Twitch, and so I started making more. I did my my first video on my channel that I ever did was a Twitch. Well, it was a Twitch. It was actually Twitch highlight stuff, and then I decided I, I did that. And then about a month or so later, I went. I don't want to do Twitch highlights. Mm-hmm. 
and I changed it and I did the tutorial stuff and it was a forum at Harris. So I unlisted that video and then started uh, doing tutorial stuff and I made my first Twitch alerts video, which is, I think is close to, one of my videos is close to 100k views right now. It's the first one of like one of my, one of my uh, I think it's a Shroud alerts video. Mm-hmm. It's nearly at 100k. It might be at 100k now, actually. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked in a few days. But it might very well be at, at 100,000 views, which is going to, like, impress me a lot. It's going to make me feel very proud because, like, holy crap, you know, one of my views, one of my views is 100, 100k. And it's very crazy to think that. No but, kidding. Yeah. Think about 100,000 people. Think about mm-hmm. a stadium full of 100,000 people watching exactly. you make alerts mm. for, for, <laughs> for the, that are based That's on shrouds. That's creepy to think about. It? It <laughs> I think about that shit like, nonstop. Wow. Nonstop. When I ever, especially mm. if I'm ever, um, if I'm ever uh, having like, like if I ever need a, like a dose of realism or like a, like a yeah. get brought back to earth, I'll think like, yeah, wake up call. Yeah, I'm like, man, my videos just aren't doing as well as I'd hoped. I'm like, yeah, but like, 200 people is a lot of people to see my yeah. stuff and appreciate my stuff. Or if I think about how I'm about to cross like a thousand followers on Twitch, like a thousand yeah. people. I don't know a thousand people, but a thousand yeah. people have seen me and said, this guy's worth my time. That's humbling. Yeah, exactly. That is humbling, yeah. let alone, you know, a hundred thousand people, you know. So, and it's all about, it's just all about that perspective, right? And so, Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping that, keeping real in that sense, keeping the realistic view of that, while also striving mm-hmm. for more and more. You know, always. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> man, you're about, grounded, to, you're about like to cross hundred thousand views on a video. That's fucking awesome. Dude. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm close <laughs> to forty k subscribers on YouTube as well. You're very close. Like, you have I'm reaching that. You've doubled your subscribership in like since June, like or since May. You were at twenty. Yeah. You crossed twenty thousand not that long ago. I lo- I'm going to look at the at the end of the year. I think I'm going to look. I don't. I think YouTube do this, but I could be wrong. But don't YouTube usually send it like a? I think a, so. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a progress a report, report or like a year in yeah. review or t- something like that. Yeah, yep. that kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be a great. I think that'd be a cool thing to look at, especially if you share with us. Like that's going to be, be so yeah. cool. That's going to be so be cool because it's going to be because when many subs you earned over a year over a year. Where were you in January? Like 15,000, 10,000, maybe 10,000. I remember Four, you crossing 10,000, 4,000. 4, you were actually only at 4,000 in January. One minute, one, one second. Uh, I think actually my friend Scott twi- uh, sent me this picture. Oh my God. It was me texting him. <laughs> it was me. Uh, so on the second... On the second, on the fifteenth of March, I had four thousand and twenty subscribers. The fifteenth of March, you had four thousand and twenty. Well, it says here, oh two fifteen twenty twenty. So I guess the second of March. Oh oh two fifteen would be February. Fifteenth of March. Oh, fifteenth of February. Sorry. <laughs> That's Not okay. Bad. I thought. Oh, sorry. I thought oh two wow. March. Holy like, shit! Fifteenth of February is four thousand subs. I have to. You know, I, I really love hearing when people grow really quickly because well, it, okay, it's... The month thing, by the way, you Americans make that more difficult than it is, <laughs> all right? It's your own fault. It's really not that hard. 
Uh, but you, for you, it'd be fifteen to twenty twenty, wouldn't it? That's why I was singing fifteen. I don't know why. I don't know why third was in there. But yeah, uh, maybe because my, three plus twelve would be like twelve, being like a year would be plus three would be March. Do you think? I don't know how your brain did weird yeah. math. Hearing people grow, people hearing people like explode with growth is always super inspiring because mm. everybody because obviously you want to have the patience to say okay where am i going to be in two years five years ten years um but you also can can realistically you can realistically think about like okay well when i think about um where i could be in three months where i think about you know um scott in june i'm i have more followers now uh, than Scott had in July, and Scott has now doubled yeah. my followers on Twitch. So I've <laughs> now. My fault though. I'm having my fault slightly. Right, but an opportunity like the one you gave him could come to me at any time. Really, like realistically, yeah. like it could come tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if I'm prepared for it, it could come tomorrow. Um, yeah. And and uh, it, it's never it's never too early. It's never too late. Um, growth could happen. And, I, and this is, and it's, I don't want to like, I don't lean into it too much because it can become toxic because then you're like hoping like, oh, well, I guess, well, tomorrow's the day I blow up. Well, like that's, you know, you don't want to get unrealistic with it. But looking at it realistically and, you know, within just a very short period of time, you hit, you hit the exponential curve, right? We talked about how mm. it's growth is exponential, you know? Yeah. And uh, I told Scott, I told Scott when he barely crossed a thousand followers, I said, listen, man, the hardest part of takeoff is getting off the ground. Is the launch, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is the launch, right. You plane, a plane is on a runway for a really long time, but as soon as yeah. it's off the ground, it just starts raising yeah. and raising and raising and raising, mm -hmm. and then the, and the, then the sky is the limit, right? And so once you're off the ground, man, and you could take off the yeah. ground. You could take off the ground just about just about any time. You keep the hard work. You mm. keep the perseverance. It's only, in fact, I would say, a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. And that's the really. kind of that's the kind of shit I keep trying to tell people who are thinking about. It's well, it's. I think this entire podcast can be summarized in one word, and it's patience. And I think right. it's one word that every. I mean, every content creator. There's a few out there that have got it figured out. They know what they're doing, but man, oh man, the, the, so many problems can be solved if people just have patience for it. Mm -hmm. When it came to figuring out what kind of content you should make, patience. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. You you will find it. The let realm it, of content, you, you know, the realm of content is made of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. But to be successful, it takes fighting yeah. that urge and t fighting that culture. To actually yep. push through mm -hmm. and find success in it. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got years to grow a channel. You don't have weeks or, or months or a couple of hours. You have years. Mm -hmm. You have years to grow. Like, I, what the growth I've had now is I'm grateful for, I'm, I'm happy for, and I'm only seeing up and up, you know? That's right. The stuff that I've done in the past, the stuff that I'm going to do in the future, is 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 put my channel in a really nice position to to continue that growth. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know it's going to take me a little bit longer to get to where I want to be. Sure, yeah. I'm going to talk, I might get to 100k in July next year, January, or even as I go to TwitchCon in November, it mm -hmm. might it might hit 100k. It might take me another year to get to 100k. I don't know. 
we'll see you know and but the thing is though i know that the only way i get to i can get to 100k is if i post content and honestly at the end of the day subscribers on youtube don't matter as much as they used to sure mm-hmm. um, absolutely it's the engagement the views and getting mm-hmm. your views out there you know somebody can have a hundred thousand you know, 600k view video you know mm-hmm. but only have a hundred hundred subscribers yeah you know or mm-hmm. thousand subscribers views and subscribers don't correlate anymore sure so the main reason i want to get to 100k is for well for one i like the plaque sure you, know, <laughs> yeah. you want a second well, one you greedy motherfucker exactly. <laughs> it became one of those things where like it's one of those things where like 100k i did it mm-hmm. you know yeah. or i'm doing it i'm working towards it. it's a bit like uh harris with the tesla sure yeah when he I like about that. it's your it, you know it, you've worked hard for this enjoy this reward you know, I think of it and too. I think that is, you know, I mean, and, and my channel is one of those channels that is a perfect uh, example of being able to do something on your own without having the influence of. I mean, I mean, Harris can't grow my channel for me, you know. Right, absolutely. Ha- you know, P. McKinnon can't grow my channel for me. You know, it's these things where like other people can't grow what I'm building for me. Mm-hmm. I have to do it myself, and it's a good thing to, for me to look at and go. I'm doing this right now. This is my thing, my channel, my my experiences, my document documentation, my my processes, my stories are going on this channel. And it and I had a bit of a thing the other day where I was like, folks trying to figure my next video, mm-hmm. and it hit me. I was like, why don't you just why don't you just make what you want to make? Mm-hmm. Don't think so deeply into the videos. Like, think of a story of what you want to do. And make it. Don't worry about what people are going to think. Like, if people are really going to enjoy your content, they're going to enjoy it for you and what you what you what you're doing, what you're teaching, what you're saying. And then I watched. I'm running to watch a video by Peter McKinnon, and he. I was. I was going to think, again. These things happen really weirdly, and I, and I have to kind of explain this. But like, I was in that moment. Where I was like, I'm struggling. What I want to put on this on my channel. What video can I do next? It's going to be valuable. It's going to be impactful. Something like this and this. And then I watched the Peter McKinnon video, which is like, he was talking about how he just put up a lot of EDC content, a lot of knives and um, wallet stuff. And people are going to go, there's a lot of lot of this content. Gonna, where, where are the photo tutorials, dude? Where are all, I thought this is a photography channel. Sure. Where, where's all this stuff? What, why, is this, why is this being on the channel? And it's like, this is the, this is the Peter McKinnon channel. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going I'm to put on stuff about EDC. I'm going to put stuff on about notebooks. I'm going to put stuff on about wallets. I want to put stuff on about xyz i'm with the root of it and 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 photo photography and for me it's editing and motion graphics and design and all that and, and that's just what i love and, and videography is it's my roots i'm mm-hmm. not I'm, I'm not gonna leave that i'm not gonna forget about that but i also want to try to creatively experiment with my own stuff mm-hmm. and that's more that of I what find i find and, and, and it hit me the day i was like you know what? i'm gonna do that I'm really happy to hear that, by the way. I'm really excited for where you're going to take, oh, especially yeah, sure. when I see, I was worried, my biggest worry for you was that you would see like a viewership dip. And instead, we oh, see no. the opposite. I think you're growing faster yeah. now that you're starting to find exactly. yourself more. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, makes me really freaking excited for, for your YouTube channel, especially now that you've got me Scott too. on board. Um, me too. Yeah, exactly. Scott's been awesome. Scott's been a really... Uh... A valuable part in being letting me kind of like without the without the editing side, I don't want to say burdening me down, but I've been editing <laughs> for ten years. I don't need to do any more editing. <laughs> like I don't need any more. 
I know the I know the craft. I could pick up anything, and I can pick up anything, and I can go for it. You know, I don't need to be. You're kind of. To it's kind of like whenever it's like a general doesn't necessarily have to be shooting people. It's <laughs> a weird analogy, exactly. I guess. But you've yeah, yeah, you've yeah. kind of you've been a soldier. You've been in the trenches for a long time. You know, yeah. it's a Devin Nash kind of analogy. You've been you've been in the trenches for quite a long time. Taking a step back and doing direction, kind yeah. of, it, it, I think you've earned that. And to I a think it's a extent. good opportunity for me to teach somebody else. Yeah, and pass and pass on what I, le- I know and what I've learned from the people. Yeah, because um, you won't make that master class. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> but like, it's that thing of like I could spend that time. Um putting better effort into better things like better things like yeah. i don't need to edit a video and i had to edit video and i can make you know the video look good but that editing takes time to make it look good i could rather spend more time focusing on the actual story of the video and giving to somebody else let them cut it down and then me work on the next one so i'm Super optimizing cool. my my class to my, my class my um optimizing my um my my time to to focus on better um Better prioritize my thing and delegating mm-hmm. the, you know, but delegating things. But if you're watching this right now, this is not permission necessarily no. to go out and hire an editor just because you if think you, you need your, an editor. If you start your channel within a week, I recommend leaving it for another 12 months before finding an editor. At least. And actually, at least, at least a year. I'd say two years minimum, actually. Two mm-hmm. years minimum. Two years is good. Because it's like. Going to a restaurant, okay. Making content, so going to a restaurant for the first time, you've never been there before, and trying to order off a menu, of a menu, and not know what the hell the, what the, what the flavors are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, this is a good analogy. And you go, I'm going to try a bit of this, bit of this. You try it, you don't like it. Right? You don't like this, you don't like this, you don't like this, you don't like this. Okay, cool, but I do like this, I do like this, I do like this. If you don't try, you know, the stuff that you are wanting to other people to cook for, you know, you know, to, to do, then how do you recommend the dishes on the menu if you haven't tried it yourself? Like it's that kind of thing of like I don't see I don't like people jumping into the deep end and buying and hiring an editor straight to the gate if they don't know what their content is. Exactly and you right. and I both know we've we've spoken to people that have done that and it's backfired on them because like they don't know what the hell they're doing themselves, let alone trying to tell somebody else. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's like it's kinda like um uh, how do I describe it? It's kind of like uh, you're, you're trying to you're trying to learn what you're doing so that you can be in a direct like you would never have a director that doesn't know how to direct. Right. And you would no. never have and you would never for me, it's I would never ask somebody to do something that I don't feel like I can do myself. Um, and so uh, I would never like especially when it's something creative that I'm putting my heart and mm-hmm. soul into, you know, I would never delegate off of something creative when I don't know what I want or when I don't know what to ask yeah. for. You know, I would never, if I'm wanting to be a YouTuber, if I want to make YouTube videos, if I want to be a content creator, I want to know the ins and outs of every single thing that I'm going to create before exactly. I create it. Even if somebody else is is doing the part, you know? Exactly. I yeah. would never. Uh, I would never sign up to. Here's what I was trying to think of. I would never just sign up to direct a movie if I didn't know the script. You know, yeah. I would never. I would never sign up for anything if I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. And when you're when you're delegating to somebody that 
uh, has a special set of skills that you don't necessarily mm -hmm. have, um, but you don't know anything about. Because it's okay to hire, you know, you know, Harris says, oh, Sam's a better editor than me. It was okay. It's okay that, you know, Harris found somebody. several years of editing his own stuff to figure that out, like... And he knows exactly you know. what to ask you. He knows exactly yeah. what he wants out of you. He just knows you can do it faster and cleaner, you know? Yeah. He's, it's not like it's not like he'd never heard of a J-cut before you, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not like he had never heard of, you know, it's not like he didn't know what file formats he wanted. It's not I like you... he didn't know what a J-cut was. Shh. <laughs> Don't undermine my points. But you know what I'm saying. Styles that he was he was worried about it was the content they were worried exactly. about. Exactly the yeah. way he the way he explained things and the flow and the pace of the videos. He had set a a precedence and what he enjoyed and what he liked. And then I carried that on and I brought in a new editing style because I was better, I was more experienced at that. And you, he instantly mm -hmm. went, I like it, let's keep doing it. You know? Something and that is the difference between somebody who knows what they want and what they can do and then passing to somebody else and going, okay, this is what I enjoy, this is how I do my videos. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is my order, cook it for me. Exactly. You know, kind of thing. Yes. Like, I've, I've got this, this is my recipe. Please make it. And if you follow this recipe, it should be exactly the same thing. And it's not, and, and that's not to say like an editor shouldn't be given creative freedom. Like Harris sure. trusts me with his videos. And at this, at this point in time, it's one of those things where it's like, he leaves me the footage and I'll just, I'll, I'll just get to it. And by the time I've done everything, he's like, okay, that looks good. Yep. Like, <laughs> he trusts me that much of the content now that I've been doing that for that long. He, he's like, we don't, I don't need to review these edits anymore. Only when I, well, only when we do specific things, he looks at it and goes, change this, and then we're good. I think I had one edit from him, one video. He watched through it. He left one note, and it was like, looks good. That was it. <laughs> one note. That's amazing. One Do you remember what video that was? That was it. Uh, I can't remember at this point, but it was a very, uh, it was it was honestly, like I did all the B-roll, everything. I was like, okay, I'm going to put everything, I'm going to do everything, all of the video, because he, he was still, I think it was just after a 24-hour stream, he was still asleep. And he, uh, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do everything. And then I went to the few hours. He looks, he opened it up. The video was practically done. Mm -hmm. He watched it back and went, looks good. And I was like, okay, cool. Upload cool. It. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him with our food analogy. I think you're the only person I've ever met who appreciates analogies as much as I do. And I love that I about love analogies. you. I think they're a great way to explain points. My favorite analogy, by the way, is the burger one, burger restaurant one. Yes, yeah, I I, that was that was one of my favorites of yours. Yes, especially. It's the uh, one with like people saying like, oh, I don't know what, I don't know, like, oh, do you think people are, do, uh, content creators too saturated, you know? Mm -hmm. How do I know? How do I get into it? Like in terms of how do I know if somebody's doing my stuff better than me? Or like I want to do this stuff, but people those people are doing it already. And I'm like, okay. How many burger restaurants are there in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got McDonald's, <laughs> so you good. have Burger King, you have Wendy's, you have Arby's, you've got In N Out, you've got so many, right? So many burger restaurants. And you have then from that you have the big franchises and you have the smaller ones. You have the smaller ones that are like um you know, mom and pop kind of, you know, restaurants or, you know, bars and all that. They do their own burgers that are really top notch that aren't franchises. You know, mm -hmm. Five Guys, you know, you know, examples like content creation is like that. You are a restaurant, you are a business selling your product to the world and your, your product is a video. It's content, right? Each brand, each kind of burger has its own flavor, has its own style, has its own look and appearance, has its own feel. It generates a kind of emotion within you. 
do the same thing with your content. Mm-hmm. People go to McDonald's for for the for, you know for something different than they go to Burger King or go to That's Arby's right. or you know different people have different tastes, and not every piece of content that you do will meet, meet everyone's tastes. You know, or my videos on streaming might be different to Noah's videos on streaming, and they might prefer Noah's over me because he might say something in in, in a better way, in a clearer way for somebody to understand. Just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it yourself. That's right. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree yeah. more. That was one of the, I think you, I think you gave that advice before I really worked with you. Like before I was really a mod. Mm. And I think it was one of those things that I was like, all right, Sam deserves my time. Sam gets it. Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam knows what to say. Cause man, that is right up my alley. I think, I think yeah. the analogy I would give for content is that it's a lot like cooking um in a way it's like you know i might if i decide i've earned uh somebody who has no taste for scrambled eggs for example won't appreciate gordon ramsay cooking scrambled eggs right yes but gordon ramsay probably charges like 300 dollars for a plate of scrambled eggs right yeah and so some people go and they're like okay well i don't really know exactly what kind of scrambled eggs i'm going to serve i'm providing the eggs uh, and I'm pro- providing the ingredients and I'm giving them yeah. to Gordon Ramsay and paying him $350 to serve somebody scrambled eggs. And it's like, yeah. oh, hey, well, these these eggs aren't coming out as great as at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Well, part of it, I, has, I haven't improved my ingredients. And number two is I'm paying for all this and seeing no return because nobody likes my eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... What is that? But there also is a difference between like... It's it's experience as well because Gordon yep. Ramsay versus me cooking eggs is completely different. Sure, you know? yeah. The, the man's putting freaking you know creme fraiche and and and, <laughs> and, and, and baking all this crap into the eggs, and I'm here cooking them in a frying pan. I'm going, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you learn and you experiment and you try new things out, you're not gonna have that kind of like, oh, that's how you do it kind of moment. I exactly. think of like trying new things and 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 and, and branching out and having the experience of how your own content is to, to make your content, you know, some people in these, you know, I'm, I'm out here editing as if I'm, you know, playing the, a Mozart on the piano, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen people edit that are like, click, move, click, move, click. And I'm here going J K L E Q W optional, <laughs> you know, shift home. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, I'm not even touching the mouse. I'm using the keyboard to edit. Yeah. I don't use this anymore. I really? Not keyboard. at all? Hardly? I don't, I don't edit with the mouse. I just use JKL, IOE, IOE, JKL, forward, backward, IO, delete, don't want to see that, IOE to append, IOE, to, like, I do all that on the keyboard. I only use the mouse to go to another program. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't even do that. I do command tab now, because that's the, uh, that's, that's, I, I just use that to go between applications. And like Jeez. that, that for me, right, is mm-hmm. is experience. It's taken yes. me a while to know how to master the editing program and the software and the craft. Yes, it's important the craft. You know, you can push buttons as an editor, but to know how to tell a story correctly, you need to know how to edit. Mm-hmm. Right. Same with cooking. You know, cooking. you can make a. You know, a. It's when you're starting off, you're cooking cake from those. You know, boxes you buy. You know, Walmart or whatever. Those, you know, but you know, they put the powder in, put milk, water in, and put it in the oven. And it's done. You know. <laughs> yep. That's how. So you start baking cake until you start developing a recipe, and that's that's the point of experience. Is it's very similar. That's wonderful. I yeah. uh, one of my favorite. Uh, we keep going back to Gary Vee, but of course we both love him. 
Uh, one of my favorite, my favorite, one of my other favorite Gary V things is he says you develop taste way quicker than you develop skill. And I would argue that before you start delegating, you have to at least develop a bit of skill Mm -hmm. because then your tastes are going to be really refined. You're going to know exactly what you want and exactly what you're looking for. Exactly what you're going to get. Yep. Uh, There you go. All right, Sam. We didn't even <laughs> we didn't even have to hardly touch my uh, notes on stuff I was going to ask you about. Like, has we it been, just, can it, we cover a lot of the stuff you wanted to cover? We, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at it. I got everything. We got everything that I think we 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 wanted to talk about. Um, I think the cool. only thing I think the the, the last question I want to ask you is uh, why now presently I asked you like why in the past didn't you choose, but. Why now are you attracted to Twitch over YouTube at this very moment? Oh. For streaming, at least. Obviously, you're obviously you're doing a lot of stuff on YouTube. You love YouTube. I'm doing more YouTube now than I am with Twitch. And um, when it comes that's to the live portion, I've, of your I've been struggling with a lot. Like, why am I still streaming on Twitch? Like, I do enjoy Twitch. I enjoy being on Twitch. I I I I like what it stands for as a platform. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like the people running it right now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's some important things that need to be talked about. We have some serious issues on the platform. A lot of discrepancies. A lot of uh, what's the word I'm after? Like two faced things going on. I don't know what the sure. word is. Like you're like you know we have like a discrepancies, inconsistencies. Discrepan- yeah, inc- inc- that's the word I'm after. Inconsistencies. Like I I I, I want to know. Why? You know, I don't. I, I, I'm worried. And I'm concerned about new people joining the platform. And what about some of the terms of service policies? I'm worried a lot about. You know, even as a partner, like mm-hmm. you, you, you genuinely, are, you know, you're, you're encouraged to be the the guy on the platform, the girl on the platform that people look up to you for. Yeah. And for me, right now, Twitch is a very interesting place where I love the community, and I think the community is the only thing that I love about Twitch right now my community yeah um the platform itself the experience of being on the platform is worrying yeah um but it my community is the only reason why i'm staying around it affects you as well like it affects your brand like you're a twitch partner you know you are partnered with twitch twitch is as much and partnered with you yeah. as you are partnered with them you are yeah, you, and, and you have to ahead and they're doing stuff that's very potentially damaging yeah you know mm-hmm. it's it's like oh you're on twitch oh wait they did that thing a while ago let's yeah. work with you no kidding i've been thinking about that kind of stuff constantly i've been thinking about the kind of the when, when it comes to like uh the fact that um streamer drama or twitch drama is the only thing that really we see go mainstream when it comes to like news from our from our kind yeah, of corner of the internet over the last over the last few months i've noticed a lot more and more things that twitch have been Twitch have been doing a lot more wrong than been doing right lately. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen many things that people at Twitch have been appraised for in the last six months. Sure. I've seen a lot of, ooh, why are you doing that? What's yeah. going on? And I've seen a lot of, like, just people, uh, Twitch just, like, screwing over people's, you know, mm-hmm. channels. And it's just a lot of upper-end, upper high-end management stuff that's really making me concerned right now. Mm-hmm. And I still think Twitch is a strong platform. Um, but it's turning to not the best. Yeah. 
and it's it's i mean there's platforms like youtube and facebook gaming right now that are like i may even consider telling people instead of streaming on twitch to stream elsewhere yeah, to give because it a shot it is at least. becoming like that yeah because it's mm. becoming like that where it's like you know even getting twitch partner it feels like an embarrassment sometimes mm. you know yikes you know well especially when you share partnership with people who um you know there was a huge movement for people who were doing some not great stuff let alone mm-hmm. like on a personal level let alone on a brand level you know and it was like well and even t- i think at the time of this recording so there was somebody else that was partnered today that's be- that has some questionable background yes we i saw uh, that on twitter yeah and, and it's- i don't want to go into that for on twitch but like it's one of those things where that worries me yeah because yeah. now you're associated and with that person. That person's on your level. Um, exactly. exactly. He's a, practically exactly. a coworker, if you want to think of it that way. You know? And yeah. it, and that person's associated with you indirectly. And and Yeah. And Twitch has and it's said keeping it's keeping me thinking about YouTube a little bit more. hmm And and platforms make mistakes and Twitch has listened yeah. to the community generally speaking you know they there was you know that all that drama of course with the mid-roll ads and they said okay we heard you <laughs> we're gonna take a step back yeah. from those we're gonna reevaluate but then there was like things that the raid changes they did but the raid changes came they up they didn't tell yeah. anyone they didn't tell us yikes there's a and level it's... of communication here that is that is not present and i genuinely i think youtube's being more communicative i've mm-hmm. looked at people like fwiz on twitter who has shared what's being planned and, and ideas that have been discussed around YouTube, YouTube Live. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's piquing my interest. It yeah. really is. It yeah. really is piquing my interest. And I would love for you, for Twitch to stay on top, personally. I would love for Twitch to stay number one because I love it's, it's, I it's love the community. It's have two platforms, have a stream yeah, platform totally. and, and a VOD platform. It really makes sense, but if the platform that you're posting your you're streaming on is, is starting to self-destruct itself... <laughs> We would have loved for our ex-girlfriends not to cheat on us, but exactly, they did, but, and we had to know. get rid of them. So, exactly. You know? And, but, so, um, and so Twitch yeah. is kind of going down the, the same road. I would love for Twitch to, to kind of figure it out and stay, you know, stay the number one streaming platform. I would love to keep the community where it's at. I would love to keep the diversity. I would love for Twitch to innovate even higher as they have in the past, you know, with, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, subs, raids, bits, those were fresh ideas uh, that mm-hmm. that did amazing things, makes it viable for us to be sitting where we are today. Um, yeah. But now the the they're doing more. I think Twitch's uh, idea right now is to maintain market share rather than to gain market share. Um, it, you know, their their idea is to get partners on exclusive contracts rather than provide yeah. more benefits for partners, you know? Yeah. And so that's why more, Twitch has the only exclusivity clause built into their... Making it like yeah. a secure platform for, for people mm-hmm. to enjoy being on. It's yep. kind of worrying. The path of yeah. least resistance for keeping the highest market share. Because right now, per Devin Nash, no streaming platform is actually profitable right now. No streaming pl- platform is turning a profit. They're all competing say, for market share. I'd say, um, at the I don't know, I think YouTube is making more of a profit than Twitch. I I, I disagree with. Get, with um, think... they might be they might be making more money per user. Per user, uh, for but sure. I'm not sure if they're turning up. I think they still might be doing the live streaming service at a loss compared to the rest of their services. But, but that's when that's when Google makes some money. Right. Well, it's not that's how Amazon makes their money either. <laughs> you know. That's why you that's know. why the only viable streaming platforms have been owned by Microsoft, Amazon, Google, yeah. um uh uh what's the one I forget? Facebook, of course. <laughs> we always mm-hmm. forget about Facebook. Uh Facebook. but 
but that's the only reason that those are the 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 companies that own these streaming platforms is because the streaming platforms themselves aren't making the money they're investing because the hope is when twitch figures out how to do ads exactly um and when youtube figures out Mm -hmm. how to get more market share and all that eventually and brands start taking us more seriously and and hopefully stuff other than drama comes out um hopefully the hope is is that uh streaming platforms do become profitable and when when that happens the the mark the person the the company that has the most market share is going to come out you know is making the most profit naturally so i think um out of all this though i can only see twitch going one of two ways one they figure out a way to really come out on top that's going to provide a value for streaming on the platform because let's be honest with you right Twitch is in its own bubble. If you think about it. Mm-hmm. Once you reach Twitch Partner, once you've done... What else can you do on Twitch except for Twitch Partner? It's stuff set by you arbitrarily. It's like, oh, yeah. I want to hit I want to hit 500 concurrent viewers. I want to hit 1,000 subs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You want to get to a certain amount of money per sub. But at the same time, when it comes to YouTube, I feel there's more opportunities mm-hmm. for creative development on YouTube. Yep. You can challenge yourself to make new videos. You can challenge yourself to do new things. You can really expand yourself and, and go as deep as you want to. And you're, you're pretty limitless when it comes to creativity on YouTube. With certain, you know, caveats. But, mm-hmm. like, on Twitch, I just don't see that you're stuck on a streaming platform with a PC or a, or, or a computer with a with a game or some other kind of thing, and that's it. That's right. You know, and I th- I guess and that's and it's probably just my own desire to want to do more, but I genuinely don't see Twitch as a platform that has a, it's got a very low ceiling. We see Twitch is very high ceiling, but in reality, it's got a very low ceiling. Yeah, proportional to, YouTube, to yeah, especially to YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where the ceiling is way out of the ballpark. Yeah, I yeah. think you're it's exactly diff- right. It's it's not difficult to get partnered on Twitch, in my opinion. Compared to Compared the kind to, of stuff that you... Yeah. The, yeah, the ambitions exactly. you can yeah. carry on other platforms. I think, too, it's telling what happened to Mixer. I think Mixer was a perfect study for Twitch to see. It was kind of a peak, you know, when, uh, you know in uh, Lord of the Rings, where Galadriel has that, that big that big pot and, and Frodo looks into well, it and he sees... You're going to hate me. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Ah, so. oh, for God's sake, Sam! All right, all right. Everybody else in chat can, can uh, vibe with me like here. Harry Potter where he looks into the... Uh... What's the thing with in Dumbledore's thing with the tear? What's with, that thing with the mirror? Whatever, and he sees. Well, in the mirror, he sees what he wants, right? Or what? No, what? no, no. In the in the in the in the thing in in Dumbledore's. Oh mirror. yeah, well, no. it's kind of like that. Kind of like that, but go a little bit. Yeah, but 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 J.K. Rowling got it from Tolkien. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but anyway, the, here's here's what happens. Uh, Frodo's on yeah. on Frodo's on a, a quest to destroy the ring, right? You know that much about yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he meets this elven. Uh, uh, She's this like um, she's this really powerful magic. Uh, she's she's one of the most powerful like magicians, uh, like like known to the elves, and the elves are like super magical, right? And so he visits yeah. this this uh, he visits this elf, and she shows him this vision in this in this in this like pot uh, or in this like looking looking pool, and he yeah. sees his home city enslaved. And he sees yeah. like him failing, and he says, th- and, and she's like, "This is what will happen if you fail, basically." And Mixer yeah. was that for Twitch. Mixer was that. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like, this is exactly because Mixer, honestly, 
exactly like Twitch. It was just a, it was it, truly to me it there were smaller. there were very yeah. small differences in the way they ran ran things, but the major difference between Twitch and Mixer was the size was was the was yeah. the size. Um, it was, a, was a base of so the, 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 the users. Correct, correct. Most of the features were very similar. The communities had similar strengths, I would say. Um, but it's it's telling to see that in 2019, the only two streaming platforms to lose market share were Twitch and Mixer. It just so happens that Twitch still has a majority of the market share. And so they're not yeah. too worried about losing it as much as Mixer was. But Mixer yeah. said, we're, we're only plummeting from here. We're in free fall. We have to shut down. That could easily yeah. be Twitch. Twitch should be looking at Mixer as, as a learning experience, I feel, yeah. and saying, this is what happens if we don't innovate. This is what happens if we don't bring something new. The thing is that most Twitch streamers do it backwards, though. They think of Twitch first, then YouTube. That's right, yeah. <laughs> when they should think of it as YouTube first, then Twitch. YouTube mm-hmm. should be your main primary content platform in terms of getting an actual audience then twitch should be the platform that you go to to communicate with those people mm-hmm. on the, on, from the platform or oh, don't even do that just use youtube live i genuinely think 2021 is the year youtube solidify themselves as a as a serviceable profitable platform I genuinely so i think you it know, could be. by the way you know if you reach the, the, the requirements on youtube to the the, the monetization requirements uh-huh. on youtube to make money are you making have you have you hit those requirements on I YouTube? Haven't. Not personally. Well, when you do, instantly you get seventy thirty red rev share of everything. You get rev share on the on the subs, members on the super chats, everything. It's not fifty fifty. Wow. It's seventy thirty. Wow. Straight out the gate like that, seventy thirty, and then it's like fifty five forty five. I think something like that for ad share. Better than 50-50. So you get more, you get the extra ads, you get the extra income straight away. As soon as you open up those, yes. you, know, you start streaming on YouTube. Wow. And and of course, if you heard Facebook now, Facebook for the rest of, uh, for the next year or something like that is giving 100% of revenue from subs. Man, and monetization options used to be Twitch's number one thing. That used yep. to be where they held, but they're not innovating and... The places yeah, are figuring it out. Stale. They've gone. They've gone. They're, they're not pushing the envelope anymore. And again, I, I, <laughs> I always feel as somebody who's talking about this on Twitch, like somebody is looking over my shoulder, like with with no, a disapproving I eye. Genuinely, I do as well. And that, and that's a worry, <laughs> though. That is a genuine concern. If you are scared of the platform you are talking about, <laughs> what does that say about the platform? That's true. That's a little true. Genuinely, if you are scared, to, if you go. Twitch did this. If you do that, you are. It's it's that's a concern. We were talking about this with Scott the other day on his stream. I was. I was. I was was with Scott. I was like, you genuinely feel like you have to watch your back on 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 Twitch. I don't know if anyone else feels like that, but I genuinely, over the last few months, feel like somebody's watching my channel, and then I have to keep an eye out on 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 things i have to kind of keep my my cool about things and, and not say anything because i'm worried that twitch are going to turn around and go we saw you say this what do you mean you know mm-hmm. like turn around and do mr Bond, you know mr Bond, you know that kind of thing like i'm not <laughs> you know just pull you know pull the lever and just i'm go, i'm down the shoot kind of thing like, you know <laughs> i genuinely am concerned i'm worried about it and if you feel like that with the platform then you shoot it's, it's concerning the you know it is it's, it's and 
But because of that reason, I want to stress that I only bring up this topic and I only talk about this topic because I want to see Twitch succeed because I, I love this platform for the reasons that I love it and for, from where it's come from. It. And like, there's, there's, yeah, from where it is, from where it is now. TwitchCon's amazing. The community oh, you built on it is, so is cool. awesome. Like, I want to go to TwitchCon, man. But at the same time... <laughs> Like, but is it? But is it going to be worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it? Oh man, that's going to be the question. That's going to be the question the next year, the next two years. That's going to be the question until they they fight tooth and I nail. If YouTube, well, as soon as YouTube go click, here's all the here's gift membership, here's raids, here's this, here's this, here's this. Because it's literally you, click for them practically at this point. YouTube have the ability to make the changes right overnight and twitch to to get a thousand hundred thousand people on the platform tomorrow i think of, i think you are a thousand percent correct i've been saying it for YouTube months have that, yeah you should have that and like it's just like you know they're going click here's the options here's the gate youtube is more accessible for people that are, have got channels that don't relate to gaming that's exactly right yep you know twitch i think is changing focus platform Prime gaming might have bigger ramifications with it comes to branding than I think people realize because associating with branding is like career suicide at this point. And I yeah. don't think, I mean, I'm all for underdogs, but I don't think putting yourself in the underdog YouTube position. Ga- I, I wouldn't be surprised if YouTube gaming turns into YouTube live. Well, I just think that live streaming will just open up to more of YouTube and maybe they'll keep YouTube yeah. gaming as uh, a, a live. Maybe YouTube would be the same thing. And then, uh, they, uh, uh, but I, I do feel like the YouTube live, what if we see live.youtube.com in the next couple of, uh, couple of months? Yeah. As its, its own like thing. Yeah. A YouTube, pl- a, a, like a Twitch based platform where you see who's live and your subscriptions. And then a bunch of recommended content. And then underneath it, you see recommended content from the people you subscribe to. That's VODs. And you can click and get to normal YouTube. Discoverability. Right. People you might rec- people you might like from these streams that you're streaming right now. Here's a video that you can watch before you're watching out the stream. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And it could be or it could literally be tomorrow. Or before you click on a new person's stream, you have to watch a video of theirs to see if you like it. It could like you any get, time you get, now. You get into what they are, you know? It, it is any time. And I think it's it's just time. And then YouTube creators be YouTube. Are holding back. I genuinely believe it. They really are a thousand percent. Best part about that scenario is that creators win. Yeah, you know, creators have a, a great platform. That's what. Yeah, and if it does end up, and if it does end up being a thing where YouTube is a better platform over Twitch, Twitch will still have a market share. Sure. Just, I mean, there's no other platform on there like Twitch. You know, like we could say that for sure. <laughs> you know, more so, ways than one, mm-hmm. but like it's one of those things where like there's no mixer there's facebook for sure but facebook i don't see being on the same level as twitch and i don't think facebook wants to be on the same level as twitch. yeah i think facebook just kind of wants their slice of the pie yeah i think that's what they're just going for it's not like youtube where it's like youtube really feels like they could just snag and say we're going to dominate this field as well yep but youtube can that's the thing YouTube could YouTube could you, tomorrow. Everyone has a YouTube account. Not everyone has a Twitch account. Everyone has a Google account and a YouTube account. My dad watches YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> my mom watches YouTube. My sister watches Everyone watches YouTube. It's a thousand percent correct. You know, it's just... Bigger it's... platform. You know, all of a sudden you switch and all of a sudden you have 100 million users going, oh, live stream, you say? Oh, okay. With all these new features, we can make monetize. Oof, it's just crazy. YouTube could Thanos snap Twitch's market share. 
Tomorrow. Can you imagine if they do that? <laughs> I would love to see an overnight. I would love to see an overnight jump of people moving from Twitch to YouTube and go, guys, we're going to YouTube. Sorry, Twitch, you're out, baby. Bye bye. Because then, <laughs> and then you and I become early adopters, right? Or and everybody who's there becomes early adopters, and we're yeah. like, we're like Gary Vee getting on AdSense in 2004, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> We'll see. Oh man, we'll, we'll see. see. I would really love to see Twitch kill it, but I'm not gonna. I don't. My emotions, you know. I would be. I would be disappointed to see Twitch fail. I have a question for you. But I have a question for you because you know it's a podcast. But I want to. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Good. Awesome. If if YouTube were to implement Twitch style live streaming controls on their platform tomorrow, would you switch? I'd be weary tomorrow, honestly. I don't know if I would be yeah. brave enough to make the jump because okay. it's scary, you know? It'd be scary. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie because there's, you know, what establishment I have is largely mm -hmm. established on Twitch. You know, I have five, oh, mine, four... Yeah. Mine too. I have four times the Twitch followers that I have YouTube subscribers. And obviously yeah. those metrics don't aren't everything, nor do they even no. say a whole lot, even necessarily. No. But it's, you know, something I keep in my mind. Also, yeah. you know, I would be, I would have to do a lot of research, you know, probably more than a day's worth of research into YouTube's monetization options. See if YouTube could be viable for me with the size mm -hmm. that I am, you know, versus Twitch. Not, ne not, not that necessarily that Twitch is playing my bills right now. You can also but... do, thing, do things where you set up more, like, you can, instead of 499, you can set up 199 subs. You can set up your sub price. No. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's kind of neat. I might do. Yeah, I would might more, do four dollars. You can have more subs. than the three. You can have like five sub price. You can have like what, like nine ninety nine. Like you know, nice. like a, like a ninety nine. You know nine ninety nine. You can have a four ninety nine. You can have a, a two ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. Or <laughs> exactly. You can have it in between ninety nine ninety nine. If you wanted want to, but like, but like, if you wanted to do like, you know, like ninety nine cents a month. 99 cents a month yeah you can just do that and wow. you, you got subscribers that you might have more subs at 99 cents a month than, uh -huh. than at five dollars but, right. but that increases massively so you're earning like you know wow that's that's very interesting that's very anyway yeah. i it would take some bravery on my part but i could say mm -hmm. i could probably say now that i'm in the space and i'm with people and i'm i've got i've got you know six months ago i'd probably say no right or mm. I probably would give the same answer, but I probably wouldn't. But nowadays, yeah. you know, I have a support system set up. I have people not just in my community, but friends and family who would support the decision. Mm -hmm. um, I've got people like you. I've got people like our, our our team that would probably be smart enough to make the jump yeah. with us or with me. Can I, can, I, so, can I be honest as well? Sure. I would. <laughs> I think you would. I think a thousand percent you would. Because it, it, it's down to also being a trendsetter as well. <laughs> yep, exactly. If, if I, can you imagine, okay, I'm not going to gloat or, or brag about it, but okay, another question for you. If I switched to YouTube, would you? Not necessarily, but it would okay. definitely, I don't know that I will switch to YouTube before you do. That's for sure. Right. I think you will definitely, I, I think, think you. I, I think if I were to switch to YouTube for streaming, I guarantee a couple of people from my community would go mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna follow suit follow yeah. suit because it, it makes a smart move no i might would. i might allow depending on how early and how much youtube has set up 
I might take the opportunity to watch what happens for you and get your perspective on it and get your experience with mm-hmm. it before I d- to commit to making the jump myself. But yeah, depends, you know. Maybe yeah, I sure. do. If things change in a month, if I'm doing way better on YouTube than I then and my Twitch and and maybe uh, my conversion rate isn't super high over to Twitch, maybe. Oh, in mm-hmm. fact, probably a good chance in that scenario. Probably a very yeah, strong maybe. chance. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely possible. We'll see what the future holds for sure. I like keeping uh, keeping options open. I think is the smartest the smartest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Keeping Absolutely. you know if 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 Brian by some miracle took over the streaming market, I would not I would not be like oh well no Brian's just a trend. I would not I would not be yeah. like oh no well we, everybody you know Devin Nash said Brian is is a joke, so I'm never gonna take mm-hmm. on Brian. Like you gotta. You know, swallow. You know, Gary V's like Sorry sometimes I'm wrong on shit, and you know, I he's yeah. like I could have invested in Uber, and I said it was never going to go anywhere, and and he's like, well, yeah. I just I just you make a loss, and you you bite you you bite your tongue, you kick yourself, and you yeah. carry on to the next one. You don't, you don't right. let it kind of linger. That's you, right. You, Great you question. Great question. Thank you for yeah, asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to talk about this kind of stuff in my own stream all that much, you know, and kind of dive this deep into something that like like this, and it was really refreshing to do it, really. That's good. I'm glad you saw this as an opportunity for yourself. Mm. That's what I set to do. That's my aim is to feel is to give people like you a place where you can you can talk, you can get direct. I can kind of represent the community almost or represent yeah. somebody who wants to know just so much more about you and what you do and what the thing, yeah. the kind of stuff that you can do in your story um, and do, how it I relates to them. I want to answer them, a question you know? in chat, which is... Uh, why would you switch versus uh, somebody said multi streaming makes your brand look desperate and I it, and it does it really does make your brand look desperate. There's no two ways about it. If you multi stream um, your content to multiple platforms at once, then it says more about you than it shows a lack of it shows, it shows a lack of um, confidence to even. stick with one platform. Yeah, yeah. It's a lack of confidence and a lack of willingness to stick with one platform. I think I agree a thousand percent. I had somebody and and there are some. There are more professional ways to do it than others. You know, I've seen some where yeah. they have like uh, they have Streaming chat on screen, is, yeah, and yeah. they can they show the different chats as as each other. But I saw the uh, the other day I, I came into a stream, um, I raided somebody, and I didn't know this before I raided them, but they started I I started paying attention to what they were doing and they were chatting they were they were talking as if they were responding to chat and there was nothing going on in chat, and I started to realize I was like oh my god. This person's multi-streaming. I found one in the wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and sure enough, I was like, he even was apologizing. He was like, you guys probably have no idea what's going on. I'm just responding to the other chat. And I was like, see, but now I feel why like. Do, why would you, why do you do that? Like, now why, I feel underappreciated, you... you know? Now I feel like, oh, yeah, well. Like, it's like, it cheapens your, your brand. It cheapens your appearance. It makes it like you're desperate. Like you're going, I don't know, I'm not going to, sh- I can't find you on Twitch. So you know what I'm going to do? Because oh, I'm so desperate to give you a ship. I'm going to stream on six platforms at once. Yeah. Don't do it. And if you Six disagree, that's Pick fine. One. Just realize that a non-zero number just of people hold wrong. that. No, um, <laughs> just realize that a, a sizable number of people hold that opinion. And so are you really reaching yeah. more people? You know? Are, are you really reaching more? Are you really bringing value to more people? You know? I understand totally yeah. wanting to bring the most valuable, uh, the, ah, the most value to the most people. Uh, I understand that totally. Because if you really believe in yourself and believe in your content, that's something you want to set out to do. But I think there's other ways to do it. it. Yeah, I wouldn't even use it to change platforms either. I wouldn't. 
you wouldn't use it as a transition like multi-stream no. over twitch and youtube for no. a little while to switch to youtube you just hop now if you if you now it, it weakens the impact it weakens yep. the, the switch it, it makes you you're hesitant on a decision if you're going to switch platforms switch if you're going to multi-stream to a new platform to test the waters it means you're unconfident in your abilities to to trust yourself to jump into the mm -hmm. deep end and go with it like go for it don't don't go i'm streaming on youtube now but you're also streaming on twitch well yeah because i'm, I'm not sure if it will work out that well right so what's the point mm -hmm. of you know exactly i i think a lot of people i think there's a, a, a when it comes to self-confidence I think yes. there's a fear of arrogance in the air with with creators these days because we see mm -hmm. a, there's there's no shortage of people who have crossed the line of self-confidence and have gone into arrogance or have gone into self-importance. Yeah. You know, it's not uncommon. Um, and I think people I think people getting into the creative space fear that more than they fear uh, not having confidence in themselves. They say, I would rather, I'd rather err on the side, the side of humility, uh, but really side, yeah. err on the side of shame and uh, unconfidence than I would err on the side of, of looking overconfident. Um, and I mm -hmm. think that, I think that hurts a lot of people because I think there are so many people who choose not to believe in themselves because they would think it would take hubris to believe in themselves. Yes, no, and, I agree. I think so many people don't like to value themselves as important, and that mm -hmm. is a very it's just, and that's more of a, of a of a of a commentary on the society that we've we've <laughs> built for ourselves. Um, and I think it's it's one of those things where like if i may are you so i think it's a matter of people I, I don't i think it i think we need to really hammer home i think our, our our culture needs to to really like enforce reinforce that it's it's totally socially acceptable to be passionate about something i think people when they get yes. on passionate talks they're afraid of being called a nerd you know but it's oh, it's totally awesome. It's great. I think it makes the world a better place to be have passion, be passionate I have so about. So many shit. people comment on my stream, like ha like they love it when I get passionate about a topic because yep. it, it, I get fired up and I and I really go into it. That's me. And like, <laughs> and like, it's one of those things where streaming on another platform and making that decision and trusting your gut, but also having an understanding an understanding of like. I know, like you know what's at stake if you do mm -hmm. you know the risks you're willing to take that risk and you're willing to make a change that you believe in will benefit you for the for the most part all right like, and your supporters will follow you i, I guarantee mm -hmm. if i move to youtube a good majority of people that, that i oh, that Sam, I, to, I bet you would, would, would have higher viewership on, on yeah. YouTube, honestly. Also, I mean, I don't know. I can't guarantee that. But, like, <laughs> it's that thing of, like, I, I, I bet because we, we talk about the time on YouTube and on Twitch where that we should always be. I mean, it's that. Uh, is it Rain Gretzky? Quote is skate to where the puck is going. <laughs> I thought you were going to do um, you miss every shot you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, well, Michael Scott. But like it's Steve Jobs' uh well, used to be his motto was like skate to where the puck is going, not mm -hmm. where it's been. Right. 
and mm-hmm. genuinely evidence history repeats itself you know yes history repeats itself a thousand percent you skate where the book is going if youtube go uh if youtube looks as though it's gonna be the platform if youtube tick those boxes sure it's not a it's not a perfect platform by any means however it is a platform that will that has and will outgrow i'll give you an example my subscribers on youtube I have 40k subscribers on YouTube, mm-hmm. close to. Yeah. I have half of that on Twitch and followers. I started my I stream before I made YouTube content. I started making I had like fifteen thousand followers on no. I had around ten K followers on YouTube on Twitch. I had one K on, 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 on YouTube. Mm-hmm. My my YouTube has overtaken my Twitch. Exponentially. <laughs> Exponentially. Like massively. Mm-hmm. I just showed you how much a more more of a discoverable platform, right? That uh, that YouTube is, right? And that kind of thing of like that discoverability factor of my content just shows you how potentially much bigger the live streams can be. I think you're right. I'm starting to wonder. You know, there's not really any exclusivity with with um when it comes to uh uh when it comes to youtube and twitch and 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 twitch affiliates there's not really i'm not barred from streaming on youtube i wonder if i should start doing this podcast on you are yes (laughs) yeah i wonder if i should start doing this podcast on youtube i could work are you, would you be banned? Would you be barred from being on a guest on the podcast? No, no, not a guest. No, not like not like how the doc can't be a guest on a Twitch podcast. No, I'm not banned. Right. Okay. Um, so it's not it's my name on there. I'm just a guest. Name. Got you. Okay. If, if I mean, if they if they if they decided to restrict people, go, oh no, you can't do that. I'm like, why? Because you'd be on on YouTube. You're a Twitch partner. You're exclusive to Twitch. I'll be like, right. I am going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I'm right. I'm leaving. Get me off my partner mm-hmm. thing because I'm done. This is such a stupid, yep. stupid thing to, to focus on, you know? Exclusivity so. n- always hurts. It never, it, it's never successful, you know? What do you think about, yeah. so what do you think about, that That brings something interesting then. What do you think about doing any type of like, um, if you do a, a type of content that's live, that isn't necessarily community based, but is more show based, like a podcast or like Critical Role or something like that. What do you think about multi-stream for something like that? That's different. Uh huh. Like, like I mean, like I mean, I mean, I think didn't uh, Overwatch League do that for Twitch and YouTube for a while? Maybe they exclusively. Yeah. They, they're never exclusive to YouTube. They can't do that anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's different for a brand to do that than a person. A larger brand is meeting for the most majority of people because they want to sell more stuff or right. they want to engage with more more people, you know? I mean, we'll see, huh. you know? I think it's one of those things that's, like, varies from person to person, from, from company sure. to company. And I don't think it's a... Um, I just don't think exclusivity in any way is a, uh, is a... I always think it's a negative thing because it restricts you from being able to produce the stuff you want to produce. Mm-hmm thousand percent you know all right well i might consider i might consider 
multi-streaming this show. I don't think it will hurt you. <laughs> I don't think it will hurt you. I don't, I don't think I would so stream. I wouldn't multi-stream. I think I'd stream on on YouTube. You just think it's on YouTube? Yeah. I don't know. I'm wondering. That's an interesting... It's an interesting idea. I think, though, if I do that, I might integrate my podcast and my primary YouTube channel. And I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. But... At this I mean, point, maybe try premiering the podcast on YouTube instead, instead of just putting the video up. Maybe that's not terrible, but it's on the second YouTube channel, which has a much smaller following, a fraction of the following yeah. than my primary one. True. I'm not True. sure. The only reason, the biggest reason I split the podcast and my primary YouTube channel is that the, the, the frequency of content on the podcast channel is so high, right? I'm constantly... Right. I'm constantly putting out highlights from the podcast, if not the podcast themselves. You know, this from this podcast with you, I'll get four or five YouTube videos that I'll put out mm -hmm. over the next three weeks. So that's like more than a video a week. Um, and so what will happen yeah. is, is if I were to put that on my primary channel, uh, th it would be the majority of my content, which I don't think yeah. reflects necessarily what I want the, major the majority of my content to be on the primary channel. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And so I'm, I'm not sure what I want to do there. <laughs> but I which, guess we, what, what primary, what primary channel are we talking about here? Channel number seven, six, <laughs> four. Number well, actually, it would be channel number six. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had five. I, I had my very first one was called JNN two four seven. Then I had, then I had J and S two four seven. I think. I had Rocks Your Face. I had <laughs> Saxy Tunes. I did music on one called Saxy Tunes. Oh, dear. Um, I had one for my college. Uh, I have my primary one, my podcast one, my D&D &D one, and my music one. So that's nine in total. And my primary one's number six. <laughs> but my primary one's the only one. All four of my current YouTube channels have more subs than all the rest of my channels before it. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, Seven. Uh, because of the, the YouTube channel I did with my, my friend in college. So, so <laughs> I had six YouTube channels before. And my seventh one is now my primary one. And uh, I'm up to ten in total over the course of my life. <laughs> um, and so it was seven. Phantom got it right. Phantom and Glitch and Chat got it right. <laughs> but hey, but six of those are defunct, all right? It doesn't count. <laughs> Six of those are defunct. I changed gears. And now the four current ones, of the four current ones, all four of them have more subs than the other seven did, or the other six did. Um, and the primary one is the only one to get over 100 subs. So it's really like, it's not like I'm, I think he is addicted to like making to content. I usually like to recommend growing one YouTube channel before making four others, but... <laughs> yeah. Noah likes to go behind, behind that thought and just go, you know what? I'm going to make 12. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Um, I got to, I got to, it's kind of like, for me, it'd be like saying invest in only one stock. It's like, yeah, I mean, but for me, it's like, well, but you know, what if I really fall in love with doing this podcast? What if I, what if I wanted to become the Joe Rogan of content creators or, you know, if, if I like mm. H3H3 or something like that? Um, if I decided I fell in love with interviewing guests, like, you know, and, and, and it took off, you know, and, and, and that, that, that opportunity met. So, or what if I fell in love with doing D and D, you know, like, ah. yeah, 
and I'm never going to stop doing music. So Ooh, I may as well. Just died. I may as well. Maybe that's indicates of how long we've been going for. <laughs> Mine's still at two bars. I think yours is weak sauce. Uh, and I'm never going to stop doing music, right? So I may as well make content out of, you know, I may as well document, right? Instead of create. And so, yeah. and so, you know, naturally just four YouTube channels just kind of came about and oh, well, I would oh like well, to, oops, easy. <laughs> I am still trying to, and I'm not working on the thing is, is that they're not detracting any from my primary channel. I'm still working. In yeah. fact, I'm probably working more on my primary channel than I was before because now I'm in a work mindset and a content mindset. So, you know, yeah. and if and if my primary channel takes off and I have to sacrifice some of the work of the other channels after that, then maybe. Mm -hmm. But uh, this has to be one of the best podcasts I've ever watched. I just saw that in chat. So it's one of the longest I've been in. I think it's the <laughs> longest. Oh, this is by far the longest I've done. Yeah, for sure. Let alone ones that I've listened to. <laughs> like, this yeah. is a, well, this thank, a you, thank you for having me on, though, for sure. I really have enjoyed the time. Pleasure's been and all I really mine. Enjoyed the uh, the the conversations we've had because it's been like a real insight into into both of our heads. I think into kind of seeing what we can, uh, what we do, and how we make things. You know, a thousand percent. And that and... behind the curtain look is always a uh, an important thing for new people and people, even people that've been doing it for a while. The mm -hmm. fresh perspective is always uh, is always nice to 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 listen to and to hear and to percent. you know. All right, brother. Thank you so right, much. Man. I think you've got no worries, some, some some sleepy time to get to at this point. Uh, well, I've just signed up for the gym and I'm tempted to go to the gym. Oh, look at you! All right, this is I'm usually tempted. the time the the best time to go to the gym. I find. Well, you want to hear? You want to hear a real damn shame? You want to hear on. a real damn shame? So I work for a company that has a gym on campus. Oh, that's awkward. And I do not go to the gym. Uh, and now we're now we're working from home. So uh, like yeah. I have an excuse. Like we can't. I can't go to campus, so it's all right. <laughs> However, my apartment complex also has a gym, and I have never stepped foot in it. Why are you not utilizing that? <laughs> Especially during COVID, you just use that stuff. Yeah, I just, I could be spending time making content instead. What, am I going to start a gym channel, Sam? All right. I mean, you know. Could document my going, trips to the I'm gym. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to start losing weight. And by next Twitch con, I'm going to be a bit thinner, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Awesome. Great. That's so, awesome. I might go do that after this podcast. So I, feel like we'll you've, I feel like you've lost weight since I've known you. Just by <laughs> looking at you. Since the podcast started. <laughs> Sam, you've lost a lot of weight now. Hello. on for years. Oh my god. Dude, Jim on Instagram. There we go. The problem with the gym is that if I ever start going to the gym, I have to start eating probably twice as much as I already do. Because my because I eat, you know, I'm a skinny guy. I am a small dude. I'm tall. Well, I'm I'm average height probably. Um, but I'm just What's tall for you. So I'm five, I'm almost five foot ten. I'm like five foot nine and a half. Right. Um, so, so I'm not like Harris tall, right? I'm not like, that's a tall guy, you know, type of. It's six foot but, two, yeah, the man is. Yeah. yeah. How tall are you? I'm five ten, five eleven. Okay, you're about the same same height. You're about yeah. the height of my dad, maybe. My dad has shrunk. When <laughs> growing up, my dad was five eleven, but now we're almost the same height, and I know I'm five nine. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I weigh 120 pounds. 125 mm -hmm. on a good day <laughs> so and i cannot gain weight 
I cannot yeah. gain weight. I've well, tried gaining muscle first. Just try gaining muscle. That That's might be the a... problem, Sam. The problem is I eat a my my body naturally craves protein, protein and carbs. Yeah, and so I'm protein, I just protein eat protein shakes, man. I eat protein shakes. I make my own protein. Sh- I don't work out is the problem, but I make protein the shakes. Protein's you know, doing nothing then. You know, I, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I I can I consume so much protein. Almost everything I eat is protein, protein, fat, and carbs. It's like it's like it's like meat and protein and milk and cheese. I'll lose weight. How about if I just gave my weight to you? How about I that? have no. told so many people in my life, I said, I will take up that proposition in a heartbeat. Nobody's met me halfway. <laughs> Everybody's See selfish. What, as I burn it off, you join the gym as well. And we'll both exercise. Oh, God. It, keep work, our, each we'll... other accountable. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. I'm actually going to go and do that. Exactly. Right, I actually feel thanks, a little bit motivated to join the gym. How weird is Good. That? Glad right. I could motivate you. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me oh. on. I, th- I appreciate you being here. Pleasure's uh, mine. I appreciate you. Well. It's been fun. It's been I hope we can do it again sometime. For sure. For awesome. sure. For sure. Awesome. But no, I will. Uh, I will definitely chat to you off stream and all that. And of course, of course, soon. Stuff. Tell me how the gym goes. Cool. All right, no, brother. Man. Yeah, we'll do. For sure. All right. Thanks, man. All right, dude. I will chat to you all later on. I will save the recording and send it to you when I can, my dude. Appreciate it, man. I might use. I might be able to use it for some something here and there. All right, brother. Peace. All right, have a good one. Thank you, chat. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching this very special episode of Straight Up the Creator Cast. If you want to check out more from the podcast, you can check it out over here, or you can follow Sam and my main channel by clicking on the subscriber icons here. Have a jazzy night.